We're rolling now. Three, two, two one, one, four. So, so. <laughs> it's a new week, as you can tell by Jonathan's outfit. And this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun one. I'm excited yeah, yeah. for this. But I am too. If you're a super fan, you caught our Instagram TV in between yes. where we were eating Chick-fil-A and mm -hmm. we were talking about the shags. Yes. We discovered a couple of things. One, that the shags are not the only shags. There was a band before them that was all male that did a horrible cover horrible. album. They did a version of Hey Joe where they did not play Hey Joe. <laughs> they just kind of said the words to Hey Joe a little bit. And not even like all of them. They, they didn't even get them right. It was terrible. It was. It was. It was, it was almost as bad as the, the more popular the Shags, yes. which is hilarious because they're actually better musicians. But it's one of those like, it's sort of like the Uncanny Valley mm -hmm. thing, or it's like it's more appropriately like the uh, the so bad it's good. Mm -hmm. So the Shags, the female, the Shags, they're they're so bad it's kind of good because you can yeah. enjoy it because it's so bad. Yeah. The other group is just passable enough musically. To where they won't be remembered because they're bad. Yeah. But they're not they're not bad enough. That makes it, they're in a stupid they're in a yeah. stupid valley in between. It was one of those things where it's like the other it's like band the shags, the shags, and then like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so it's like Like they were so bad the other band stole their name and no one even cared. Yeah, no one cared. They're like, Yeah. I like to think there's there's like a Lars Ulrich in the band. We should sue and all the other members is like just no, no, just let it go. Just, just let, it, let go. it go. We don't we don't want to we don't want to talk about that. The other thing we learned is that philosophy of the world isn't the worst song in the world. Because I think it's here's my theory. The reason why that's quoted is because it's the one people will listen to because it's the first mm -hmm. song on the album and then they don't continue listening. It's also the title track. Mm -hmm. But my pal Foot Foot is Real bad. <laughs> it is. And that was their other single. Yes. And it's worse. Yes. It's way worse. So if if you can't get through the philosophy of the world... Just listen, just, just listen to our Instagram TV where we listen to a bunch of shags. Yeah, just, yeah just skip to uh, my pal Foot Foot. Oh, we didn't listen to that. We were listening to it outside of Chick-fil-A. No, we listened to it in here. That was when Did we were... Oh, yeah, you read the lyrics. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I recited... <laughs> Those. My pal Footfoot, where he go? I look for him high. I look for him low. I look for him east. I look for him west. I look for him somewhere. The best. <laughs> I mean, Roger Waters. You got nothing on them. <laughs> the wall. We're probably gonna get copyright stricken for that sweet bass rendition I did. The wall's my, got nothing on the philosophy mouth. of the world. Yeah. They don't even talk about the philosophy of the world in the wall, and that's why it's not good because you got to outwardly state what the philosophy of the world is. Yeah, there's no one named Foot Foot on in the wall. Yeah. yeah, way to use subtlety, Roger Waters, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Like subtlety, subtleties needed in art. Amateur. That's the thing, though. We were, were did I did I curse? Did I curse? I don't remember. Probably. I don't think I was listening to you. Darn. Nah. <laughs> That's all I could say to that. But are you talking? The, sh the shags, <coughs> real bad, Terrible. real, real bad, real, real bad. Hope you guys enjoyed that last week's episode. Hope you listened to some shag songs. I hope so. And uh, can't wait for the reunion tour. I hope most of them are dead. No, actually, actually, they have done some reunions in at least the past twenty years. I don't understand how they're polarizing. They're just either. bad. Or why? 
I can listen to him. I can understand why Kurt Cobain loves him because, you know, complete and total lack of talent. You know what you can say about the Shags? What? They really blew his mind. <laughs> oh, yikes. I, I like, like it. I like your password. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. It's a, apropos because it's what you are. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at, Jonathan? Work, sorry. Oh, okay. It works. Didn't take your time. There's no, nobody, it's, it's nothing listening I, to this anyway. something I need to answer anyway. What is it, a math problem? No, it's... Because then you should say it's something you can't answer anyway. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was an inquiry. In, inquiry. That was a hard one. Do you want word. to give that another try? <laughs> Am I having a stroke right two now? Stro- you got two. You want to try for that third? <laughs> inquiry. That was worse. Why can't I say it? I don't know. Inquiry. Inquiry. Yeah. Inquiry. I guess, in, I guess inquiry works too. Yeah, inquiry. Now you're just saying a country. <laughs> and Korea. No. I've had lots of, of Korean food in Korea. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, I got I to gotta milk some more time for you so you can. Yeah. Um, Keep going. You just entertain yourself. Yeah, I'm just going to. Watch some porn. Do I have to beep porn? No. That's that's not a, a curse word. Yeah, I'm not beeping porn. So you're good. Um, All right, I've got the I've got my bit pulled up. Okay, it's ready for you. It's hot and ready. It's coming out like Krispy Kreme. Oh, we got Krispy Kreme. Twenty twelve. Oh yeah. We know when that song came out. I'd already forgotten about that. I am the fattest of them all. If you ain't about mm-hmm. money, then I don't. He talks. At, he talks. There's. <laughs> what? There's a lyric in there. He's like, "You couldn't beat me in a fight, even if you had ten thousand knives, even if you had infinity knives." <laughs> and there's another where he's like, he's like, he's calling out Jay Z, and he's like, uh, he's like, I th- I think Beyonce's real cute. It's okay, Beyonce. I think you're cute too. <sighs> and he's got a special friend wearing the Cookie Monster shirt, hanging out with him the whole time. Holding a BB gun. I'm going to show you that video at some point so you can see how big the snot bubble was. <laughs> it's real bad. I'm intrigued. I, I think I'm going to watch it like maybe, you know, afterwards. So I, maybe I can just kind of flip I'm, through it. Real I, quick. Just to prepare you for after we get past 10 minutes, I'm going to show you the greatest rap song of all time. Oh, and it's not that. I am excited. Super excited. Did you, oh, you, you just sent me an image. Never mind. What is it? Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up later. I don't want to get in trouble with this boy. He looks he looks pretty tough. Who's that? The Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> and his, yeah, his buddy. Looks pretty tough for a, for a remedial math kind of guy. I mean, I bet he will attempt to take your milk money. <clears throat> with that BB gun. God, this podcast has so much synergy. We're talking about the Royal Tenenbaums and the BB gun fight, and then that guy had a BB gun. Yeah. And then the band Perry's dad saved my friend. And there's so much synergy in this it podcast. Was. I think I think it's that means it's gonna be the most popular podcast in the world. Yeah. It probably already is. What are we, thirteen episodes in? No, we're this seventeen. Is like 17, seventeen episodes yeah. in. Sixteen or seventeen. Well, if we didn't make it to the biggest podcast in the world by thirteen, then I quit. Okay. 
We'll just erase everything after we've done. Is that 13. fair? That's yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah, 12. And we'll let it sit until we're the most popular podcast in the world with just 12 episodes, and then we'll get back to it. Okay. We'll quit at the top of our game like the Shags and then come back at the top of our game like the Shags. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it worked for them. So what do you got to kill like three minutes? Um, I don't know. I thought I can, you had something. I, I, I really didn't. I was, I was lying. Go for it. Go for it. I have nothing. I can uh, just kind of, I can sit here and ramble. Yeah. For three minutes. Um, I like your think. shirt. Thank you. This is, is, it oh. a, is it a gun? No, it's a it's a spiral. It's it's. A but what's sp- coming off of it? More spirals. Oh, there is a gun in there. I was it's right. All guns. It oh. is all guns. You're right. Yeah. All I can see is firearms. <coughs> I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Th- it's Being all born guns. in the born in the South, they don't hold up Rorschachs. They just hold up different models of firearms, and I have to say what they are, <laughs> so that my psychiatrist knows I'm still sane. <laughs> That would be so horrible at Rorschach test if that was a thing back in the day. Be like vagina, <laughs> boobs. I would just make up random butt cheeks stuff. You know, yeah. They like hold up something that's just like this crazy ink block. Two thousand twelve Chevy Malibu, <laughs> nineteen seventy five Dodge Dart. Yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll hold we'll hold for applause. Has it really only been? Has it been three minutes yet? No. I thought you had something. Um, no, I told Here's you I something. Gonna... So, so you on a recent episode talked about how much you hate Megadeth. No, yet you pitched one of their songs for our favorite songs episode, which you guys are watching right now. Beep 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 beep. Bow, bow, bow. I don't. I, but I also had said I, I don't like Dave Mustaine anymore, and I will not be supporting Megadeth anymore. But I can't deny what they've created. That is awesome. You can't deny the feelings you have for him. I can't. Want to get your mustaches caught together? <laughs> so you have to kiss. Dave mustache. Dave mud stains. <laughs> Dave mustard stain. It's pretty good. Yeah. You're kind of supporting him by introducing people to his music. Well, this is an album I think people should like. What should listen to? But Sorry. It means he gets more money. I know, but I, was I, this off of? This is well, well. It was the title track, "Rust in Peace." Yeah, but why is Polaris different? Because that's the second. It's actually a, a it's another like two. another song, and he like on that album, he has. There's two songs on that album where it's actually two separate songs, and he conjoined them. Oh, mm-hmm. like twins, just like twins. One of them is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and one of them is Danny DeVito. What? That was a. It was a movie reference. It's a deep cut movie reference. What are you talking about? It was a movie that came out in the 90s called Twins. And it's about two twin brothers. One of them's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the other one's Danny DeVito. I think I get the premise. It's the one where Danny DeVito and somebody, it's based off of, uh, it's based off of a Alfred Hitchcock film, but it's Danny DeVito. Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Billy Who's Crystal. Billy Crystal. Mm. That's right. Almost yeah, it was, it was based he, on... He, like, kill, he kills Billy Crystal's mom. No, Billy. he wants Billy Crystal to kill his mom. But he, And he's like, and I'll kill your mom. No, his, uh, Billy Crystal's ex-wife. That's right. That's right. Have you even seen the movie? No. It was based like on... Like I said, I would go into drug dealer's house and they would have it on. Uh, <laughs> it was based on Strangers on a Train or whatever that one... Dial in for murder? No, no. no. Strangers on a train. What was the one that I watched in school? It was really good. 
girl accidentally kills a guy that tries to sexually assault her and then she's seeing like murder everywhere dial him for murder is that what that one is no i don't know <laughs> the girl with the dragon tattoo that's close yeah it's not a different country or anything Mm-mm. alfred hitchcock films this is important stuff man we gotta um, keep um, our keep our audience informed mm-hmm. not vertigo no not rear window no not the birds definitely not the bird well maybe it was the birds speaking of the, of the birds um have you seen birdemic so good <laughs> have you, so good have you seen the sequel yes okay even better <laughs> so good i love that movie so much <laughs> birdemic that is how films are supposed to be made. God, it's so good. Have you seen The Room? Actually, I have not seen The Room. The Room's I've seen enough things about The Room. I have it on, I have it on DVD. I, I, I want it. to watch it. Patreon. Patreon. Maybe it was Dial In for Murder. And I want to start watching Neil, no. Neil Breen's movies. No, it was Black and White. Dang, what was that movie? I don't think it was, no, it wasn't Rear, Rear Window for sure. No, Rear Window was the guy's, um, well, he's got a broken leg and he's stuck in his apartment and he's watching all of his neighbors. Oh, and he sees a murder. Because they made a, they did a remake of it with uh, Shia LaBeouf. <clears throat> I think it was called Suspiria or no, something. No, Suburbia. Suburbia, yeah. yeah. He's on house arrest for beating his, his teacher to death or something (laughs) he was on house arrest because he got really drunk in savannah and got arrested (laughs) i've watched that arrest video it's so funny it's hilarious it's so good (laughs) what was that friggin movie called silence hard ticket to hawaii (laughs) yeah oh another great film over there yet You ready for this? Sure. Oh, no. Here we go. Well, I wrote this song for the Christian youth. I want to teach kids the Christian truth. If you want to reach those kids on the street, then you got to do a rap to a hip-hop beat. So I gave my sermon an urban kick. My rhymes are fly, my beats are sick. My crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. That's because Jesus Christ is my nigga. He's a life changer, miracle arranger, born to the virgin mom in a manger, water to wine, he's a drink exchanger, and he died for your sins. I preach the word, that's my gig, and I rhyme better than Notorious Big, all the other MCs, I wish them well, but if you live in sin, you burn in hell. I'ma pass the mic to my lovely wife. She's a fly MC and the light of my life. So the bust a rhyme without further ado. Take it away, Mary Sue. Jesus Christ is my nigga. He's the son of the original G. And he was sent to Earth to elucidate the way that we should be. What? 
Like if another MC says you're a freak, you're a lame butt rapper and your rhymes are weak. I don't get mad and I don't critique. I forgive him and turn the other cheek. I don't blaspheme and I don't brag. I don't cuss and my pants don't sag. I do exude a little Christian swag and I'm proud to be an American. Jesus Christ is on your Let his light shine through ya. Let his love pop a cap in your butt and say hallelujah. Jesus Christ is a nigga. He's a homie MCJC. You see, he's an honest, caring, peace-loving nigga like me. If you do drugs and you think you're cool, you need to come to Sunday school. Put those drugs in a garbage can. Stand up tall. You're a Christian man. Word up. I'm freestyle. Hit me. <laughs> you know what the worst thing about that whole thing was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I got I'm so glad you haven't seen that and I got a good reaction out of you. <laughs> Proceed. You know what the worst part about that video is? What? At the end, he says, I'm freestyling, but he's not freestyling, and he doesn't freestyle. Sort of like an A, B, C, D, E, F, G. She never completes the alphabet, because I don't think she learned the second half. Uh, yeah. He didn't He didn't bother looking up what freestyling was, because mm-hmm. that's essentially rapping, improvised <sighs> rapping. You're just rapping off the top yeah, of yeah, your head. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is he's called out Notorious Big. <laughs> Which, uh, who I'm pretty sure had been dead for about 10 years at that point. That's not the the worst thing about that video, but I don't think he quite understands yeah, what, the, what certain words mean. Well, and they get real, I don't, they they say Jesus Christ is my N-word. Yes. But a couple of times, they it sounds like they're saying Jesus Christ is a <laughs> yeah. N-word. And it's like, woo. Oh. That's a whole, uh, that's a whole different message there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a screen, uh, screenshot of part of that video in this video so you'll see what these people look like. Do you think you could put it in the corner and like run the video as you're reacting to it? I'll try to do that. Yeah, I'll try to do that because that... Wow. That's... that's How's that for an that, opening that, for your ass? That is something. <laughs> wow. That... Wow. <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> I, I like when the wife pops up and she just like goes right into it. Those two white people, old white people, were way too comfortable with throwing in bombs. Way too comfortable. Taking your drugs? It's lamictal for my for my neuropathy. <laughs> Jesus Christ is my N-word. Same. <laughs> now Here's a would you rather. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather (laughs) a life where you have no music that you can listen to that isn't that Shags album? Like any, so it's people hear the music. It's kind of like in the they they live. You know where the guy puts on the glasses and he sees the the truth or whatever. Mm-hmm. That might not be they live. Yeah, it is they live. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, so other people hear the music normal. They hear, you know, live and let die. They hear the goodbye yellow brick road, mm-hmm. but you, all you hear is a shags song. Okay. Or anytime you're listening to music and a black person comes into earshot, that chorus drops. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather live in a, in a shags world. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite the dilemma. But other than that, you get to listen to. You just got to move to West Virginia, and then you can listen to whatever music you want. That's right. Cause, as long as it's bluegrass, or those people will kill you. Yeah, that that was something. That was how was that for a cold opening? That was that was exactly that. And I understand. I was like, not really a cold opening because we had a ramble. Well, for, I could not go in and beep out that. I was like, it has to. And I was wondering when you popped it up, and it was like some church. And I was like, what is he playing that has to be bleeped out? And now I know that was. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad know, I didn't know anything about you that. You can now. You can now bisect your life into two parts: the Jonathan <laughs> who lived in a world before that song, and the Jonathan who lives in the world after that song. You know, I have to share that song with other people now. That's fine. That's why I did this. <laughs> what is that rapping for Jesus? Yeah. Please tell me. You that. can you can honestly just type in Jesus Christ is my N word and it'll work. <laughs> I don't want to know what kind of list I'm going to be on if I type that in. Well, that's what I typed in. So. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't remember the title. I was uh, like, this will probably work, and it did. I just... <laughs> Who was that made for? The Christian youth. Did you not listen to a word they said? <laughs> I know you listened to one word I, I said. Once I heard that, I couldn't listen to anything else. Wow. <laughs> and I saw a, a, a suggested video that was like, rapping for Jesus, is it a hoax? Like, was it made intentionally? And I don't care. Because I, I just want to believe that it wasn't. And if it was, I don't care. There's no way that old man did that. Risked his neck as a joke. I mean, maybe he's a maybe he's a pretty funny comedian. What about the old guy with the smoke machine in the background? The producer. Oh, he was a producer. Can you please learn the industry standard terminology? <laughs> we're we're a music podcast. We got to know something about music. Okay, so he was. You got to know something about music. Music. <laughs> wow, that was a that was a oh, thing. I'm that gonna do was... an Aaron Lewis cover of that song. I'm sure Aaron Lewis will. He's, hey, if he, you don't shut up, I'll leave. I'm going to play rapping for Jesus. Boo. I'm sure there's at least one word in that song he uses anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Frequently. It's like the Papa John's guy who said that he's he's working on getting that word removed from his cat. Did you not hear this? So the Papa John's guy got canceled because there was a recording of him saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. He came out like 14 months later or something saying that he's trying to remove that word from his vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't need to go to that church because. Yeah, God, stay as far away from it as possible. That's probably where he learned it from. I thought it was okay. My preacher says it all the time. He said, Jesus is his. Jesus died for your sins, and he's a. <laughs> At least they're embracing the concept of black Jesus. Yeah. But that's a little. Didn't we talk about that last time? Yeah. We that thought... Jesus looked like a like... Arabian Jew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was. Yeah, there's so much synergy. But in there's this a podcast. there's a difference between black Jesus and that term. Open your mind. All right. When we leave, walk up to a uh, an individual of a certain race, 
and refer to him one of two ways. Black mm-hmm. or the way they were they refer to Jesus. Indian prison, got it. Indian prison. Yeah. I'm going to call an Indian person black. I cracked the code. Because you said of a certain race. A black person. Go find a black person. Okay. And either call them black or call them that. And see which reaction what works if I better. T- what if I tell them that I'm rapping for Jesus beforehand? I don't think they're going to care. <laughs> then they'll, they'll, they'll say, well, you're about to meet him. Yeah. St. <laughs> Peter first, who's black. And then Jesus, who's black. Yeah. Can I tell my joke? Yeah. My St. Peter joke? Sure. It's a very dated joke. Is it the one you told me at Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What a great place to tell that joke, too, at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, right. We should have played that song at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, um, Farrah Fawcett, when she passed away, she got up to uh, the Pearly Gates, and uh, St. Peter said, Farrah Fawcett, you've lived such an amazing, wonderful life. You've done so many good things. Uh, before we, we let you into heaven... We'd like to grant one wish for you to send back down to earth. And she said, I would just, all I want is for all the children of earth to be safe. And the next day, Michael Jackson died, which he did. And all the children are safe. Michael Jackson is my. Even he wasn't anymore. <laughs> Ooh. The LIGO joke. I like it. <laughs> Uh, he was too busy with, you know, I think he dated Manuel Lewis Webster. I think he dated Webster and he dated Macaulay Culkin. I'm joking. He just. I was like, wait, what? You know, actually, Michael Jackson had a shrine to Macaulay Culkin in his house. He, yeah, yeah, he did. A shrine. Gross. To Macaulay Culkin. I just, I just really like it when he hits those bad guys with the paint can. I hope I catch him home alone. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> Like <laughs> You're gonna have to try harder than that to keep me out of your house. <laughs> Just moonwalks in. <laughs> moonwalks in. And then moonwalk butt fucks him. <laughs> <laughs> this could just be we could just bash Michael Jackson this whole I know we thought that's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Lemon squeezing butt sex. <laughs> 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 Oh, he is a smooth criminal, isn't oh, he? Oh, I do like ramp roast. <laughs> he, I got nothing. He, he. <laughs> Apparently, he liked a lot of drugs. Hey, Michael Jackson, what are your pronouns? He, he. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm quitting comedy. I'm quitting at the top of my career. I, I've heard your act. You should. Why don't you read some poetry? Yeah, right, yeah. Did we talk about that last week? We talked about it, yeah, last week. Wink. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Hee hee. Because you wore that same shirt last week. Well, it's because I like this band so much. Wash it next time. No. I mean. Black Francis took me in the back and sexually assaulted me and then came all over the shirt, so I'm never going to wash it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. All right, we uh we want to talk about something. Black or Francis gonna... is my N word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm floored. He's the son of the original Nimrod. I thought we had listened to enough things that were gonna make me scratch my head today. Oh, there's so much more. Oh, I'm sure there is. There's so much more. 
And I'm not even worried about like getting copyright tagged for that when we put this on YouTube. Because no one's going to copyright tag That's that. That's right, yeah. Hang on. I guess, this is just a taste of how much deeper the internet goes. Does that guy have more songs? What is that guy's name? i got to save this. I don't think he does. Or save you. I couldn't find that Kid Rock video that I sent you the other day, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm looking. Trish must be really slow at work because she's like working our work app. She's she's texting you. No, she's um. Where can I find that? I sent you that Kid Rock video, right? Did you? I think I did. You guys just talk amongst yourselves while we play just, on our phones. This is so good, though. Let me see. I'm going through the 8,000 text messages you send me a day. Um, hee hee. <laughs> okay, now we got somebody's got to talk. This is kind of like when uh, you remember when you were um, a little, uh, like a preteen and um, you would call your girlfriend. Oh, I can actually show this. Hold on. Um, this is one of the things that bothers me the most. Can't play too much of it. He didn't resolve the chord. <laughs> that gives me such a headache. Oh. Also, I think I can play as count in. This is another thing that really bothers me. It's when somebody can't. Yeah, you can play the count in. <laughs> that was his count. We can't, we can't land your own count in. <laughs> but you, no, what I was saying was, thank you, Robbie. When you're like a a, a teen or whatever, and you're talking to your girlfriend on the phone, mm-hmm. and like and like, uh, it always happened to me because I had nothing to say because I don't like talking on the phone. So you'd have like that silence between you and your 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 sweetie, mm-hmm. and like you know. Well, say something. Will you say something? Well, I don't have anything to say. Well, just stay on the phone with me. Well, I don't want to just sit here with a phone to my ear in absolute silence. I could be watching television or I don't know. Why can't I find that? But that's what it feels like when we're sitting here. Like, no one's talking. It's like. I guess I'm the only guy that's behind on the thing. So what was that guy's name? The rapping for Jesus guy? Uh, just type in Jesus Christ is my N-word. <laughs> I'm afraid, but I guess I will. Yeah, you'll find it. And uh, we've got us in a link. I'll put a link to that song um, when we post this episode. And I cannot believe I'm typing these words. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to watch two guys on their cell phone. What is this? This is one that's coming up. Jesus Christ is my... Asterisk GA trap. Yeah, you're good. Is that it? Wait. That's it. That's it. Wow. Unless somebody remixed it. Oh, it's. Oh, this has lyrics in the description. What's who's who's that? Did I send it to you on this account? No. I'm sorry, but this is really, really important. There's actually a reaction video for people. Oh my God. Oh, the reaction videos. Alright, 
Okay, this is, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, reaction videos are stupid. They're kind of lame. Watch our podcast where we react to stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why can I not find that Kid Rock video? There are so many remixes. I sent that. you that video, right? Uh-uh. I can't find yeah. it. Did you send it to me on... Did you text did it to I just, me? Did I just show it to you? I thought it was on Instagram. Oh, maybe. Well, I'm looking, in the, I'm looking at my text messages. I didn't text you. This is think. literally going to be the most boring episode no. now. <laughs> We're all having to like... <clears throat> just hang in, hang in there, guys. It's really worth it. And then it's not going to be worth it. I'm looking for it now. The Kid Rock video. My name is... <laughs> my name is Kid... <laughs> I like that Brian Passane joke where he's like, those are the only two words Kid Rock's allowed to say anymore. <laughs> so that song's going to be like, my name is retarded faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. I thought I sent it to you. God, you message me a lot. I don't really. Just when I need attention. Yeah, it's not on here. He didn't send it to me. Um, How did you see it? I, I don't think I saw it then. Maybe I did really? see it. I did see it. Where did I see it? I'm looking for it right now. I thought I sent it to you. I don't think I sent it to you on Facebook. Mm-mm. Well, you don't use the book face. No, not really. I'm looking through the insties. Oops. Keep hitting the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. La, 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 la. I love the John Lennon one, though, that you sent me. That's pretty good. And it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I don't. I don't have it. Sorry. 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 What could have happened? Because normally it says, like, post unavailable because it's been deleted. What could have happened? Oh, man. This is an hour. This one's funny. Wait, check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Gosh. God damn it, Kid Rock. Uh, I swear I sent it to You've seen it, right? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, Oh, yeah, you, yeah. I sent that to you. Yeah, you did. Where did it? Where did it go? I remember you sending it to me now, and I remember seeing it. Well, we we can look at this later. We're not. Oh, it was on. I, oh, it's it, it was on. It was uh, it was deleted. Oh, okay, okay. I do remember now. Yeah, that's it. It was such a good video. Sorry, it took so much time to figure <laughs> that out. I'm not gonna edit this out either. This will be we can get some snacks and get ready for the show. Catch a quick whack. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Watch the, watch the Jesus Christ is my N word video. Yeah, I figure during this everyone's watching that video themselves. Yeah. yeah while yeah. we're while we're just kind of messing around. So don't I watch you... reaction videos. Watch our reaction. Watch videos. Yeah, yeah, watch watch my reaction video. Well what's funnier about it is like <laughs> I feel like I'm showing you stuff and you're just reacting in the moment. And I know that that's the whole thing with reaction videos, but mm-hmm. motherfucker, they're just getting so deep. It's like my reaction to the reaction video of the reaction video to the Kid Rock song. Mm-hmm.
You okay? You, found it, you just kind of went away for a little bit. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. What is it? It's an Italian coin? No, it's from New Zealand. It's Queen Elizabeth. Oh, it's not real money. <laughs> Those people are broke. It's not Murrigan. All right. So, uh... I don't even think we have to flip the coin this week. I think we just talk about them. All right. Should, do you want to just talk about all yours and all mine, or do you want to go back and forth? We can go back and forth. It's back that and way. forth. But I'll let you go first, or I can go first. You go first. About the fir- all right, the first one I gave you. Are we ready? We're doing the thing? Okay. Can you guys quiet down? <laughs> Jesus. We're trying to do a podcast here. <laughs> I see you back there. Get off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Get off your phone, Karen. God, I'm sorry. You're... I feel bad for anybody any nice ladies out there named Karen. Yeah, because I'm sure there's like a lot of people named Karen that are just oh, yeah. perfectly nice yeah, people. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Or yeah. Chad. The internet remains undefeated. So, Polaris. Rust in Peace Polaris. Rust in Peace Polaris by Megadeth. Off the album, Rust in Peace. Oh, I just got that. Okay. <sighs> Is it Laughs of Polaris, The End Doesn't Scare Us, or Lies of Polaris, The End Doesn't Scare Us? Launch the Polaris. Oh. The end doesn't scare us. When will this cease? The warheads will all rust in peace. Won't they technically have gone off, though? I'll have to ask Dave. Yeah, I think so. It came from... Dave Mustaine saw a bumper sticker that... I'm paraphrasing. He That basically said, may all our warheads rust in peace. And that's where he got the idea for the song, and in turn, for the album. Um, it, lyrically, I mean, it was something in 1990. I mean, there were still two Germanys. We still had the Soviet Union, and we're still in the Cold War. You know, all that was going on. And so it was kind of a political thing about not using nuclear warheads. To me, the song musically is just so like ridiculously fast, especially the drumming. In fact, the band... It took 20 years before the band even played it live. Really? And they only played it live because they did a 20-year anniversary tour of that album. Interesting. But they didn't have their that drummer with them at the time, so their, their drummer, they had it with them. He's a good drummer, but he, he still couldn't pull it off. Damn. So it didn't sound the same. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just such a fast song. Like, it's just... Was there a difference between the original and the remastered version? Like enough uh, of a d- difference. I I can't remember because I haven't listened to the remastered version since it came out. Uh-huh. I don't think for that song there was much difference. Okay. So. I was just wondering if they had like a different drummer come in and it wasn't as good or something like that. You didn't like the drumming? No, I was just wondering. You just had that whole premise. So I was wondering if it was. Oh, no, no, no. It was, that's the original drum I didn't parts. know if it was like completely different or. No, 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 no. I still no. liked it. But continue to talk about it. what's this song mean to you? I just like the the speed and the it's just such a fast song. I mean I, that's that's a great album to me. Still, I love Rust in Peace. It's one of my favorite albums, and just to end, and that's the ending song on the album. That's how they ended this furious fast record. It's with this furious and fast song. And Rust in Peace is one song, and then the players part was added on. And the first song on that album is called Holy Wars dot 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 the punishment too mm-hmm. well those are two different songs that dave combined into one song holy wars is obviously about it's actually was written about um the war between the holy war between ireland and northern ireland mm. it just coincidentally was released right before the first gulf war started 
Ah. And then the punishment due is about the Punisher, the comic book character. Hmm. Rust in Peace is about... Dave Mustaine doesn't strike me as a punish, um, comic book kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, he was. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Rust in Peace He just is... doesn't look like he enjoys anything. <laughs> he doesn't Heroin. even really look like he enjoys playing music most of the time. He doesn't look like it anymore. He used to. There used to be, it was a different Dave back then. Mm-hmm. It was a different guy. But yeah, and then with Rust and P and Polaris is the name of the nuclear missile. It's the Polaris. That's where that name comes from. Oh, it's not yeah. that thing that cleans your pool. Which is uh, see, I thought it was the camera. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Launch the Polaris camera. I thought it was a Polaroid. Oh, Pol- let's take some pictures. <laughs> when will this cease? Let's take some selfies. <laughs> Kodaks can all rust in peace. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Dave, sue me. That's Lars's job. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it's just like it's got like just just there's so much musically to me going on in that song, and it's just even you know, thirty one years later, to me it's still just a you know foot stomping, just like drive fast in your car, just fist pounding, you know, <laughs> fist pounding, finger banging, you know, hee hee, you know, it's just one of those. Songs. I mean, what, what did you think of it? I want to know your opinion. Well, you probably didn't like it. <laughs> I like it because you like it. No. What was it like? What, how? What was it like? Go in a little bit more with it, and then I'll talk. I'll talk. Like, because um, I'm gonna go in deep on my stuff. Okay. Well, I can go in deep on the other ones too. So I'll go in deep with this. It's just like, and and like I got it in my head. I'm trying to like vocalize like certain parts of the song that I like. You know, yeah. like where were you when it when you first heard it and. Um, uh, that album came out when I was in ninth grade. Um, and I remember, um, cause the first video premiered on Headbangers Ball or Holy Wars and Megadeth had just, okay. Yeah. I completely for- forgot some good stuff. They had just formed the lineup that they recorded this album with. They had been going through guitarist drummers. Well, when they recorded this album, they had gotten together what is, was, is now considered their classic lineup. It was Dave Mustaine and David Ellison, bass player, and they would all you know been together from the beginning. They brought in this amazing drummer named Nick Menza, mm-hmm. who is just, oh. Just, He's still playing. Unfortunately, uh, Nick Menza passed away uh, in 2016. Who was he with before he died? He was with a, a, like a jazz fusion band called Ohm. Okay, yeah. Oddly yeah, yeah. enough, with Megadeth's first guitar player, Chris Poland. Interesting. But he died on stage playing. Nick Menza did. Damn. And when his autobiography came out, finally came out a couple years after he died, I read it, and he actually said in his autobiography, he saw him out playing, and he, he wrote the line, I want to die on stage. Damn. And he did. He had a heart attack on stage and just... Well, he went the way he wanted to. That's how he wanted to die. Kind of shitty for the fans, but... Well, and yeah. Thanks for ruining the show, asshole. Die after. Die on the tour bus right after. <laughs> but his... You know, like Dimebag Daryl had the decency to. Well, he died before. He was killed. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, but he was trying to get into the tour bus. No, they just started the show. He just... Never mind. <laughs> Let me have it. Let me okay. have this. 
I mean, I know Pantera in your favorite band. They're not my favorite band. And that wasn't even Pantera. That was Damage Plan. That was our second band. Oh, sorry. Damage Plan, my favorite band. No one has ever said those words. I promise you. If you've ever listened to Damage Plan, no one has ever said that. Let's pull up a song real quick. Oh, my God. But anyway, you pull up a song, and then, and then they brought in uh, this guitar genius named Marty Friedman. Oh, from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Damage Plan, one word? Yeah. Oh, God, they look like some sister fucking assholes. <laughs> Let's play their most popular song. Well, the guitar work's still good. It's the singing. It's not very good. Let's get to some singing. <laughs> Look at that fucking 90s album cover. That was Put in, it right here. That was in 2005. Put the 2005 album cover right here. <laughs> I mean, it's no system of a down, but it's okay. Break up! System of a Downs. <laughs> Syndrome of a Down. <laughs> I think that's been used before. It has. Um, okay, so I knew this idiot. Um, I'm not going to mention his name where I know him from, but um, I do a podcast with him. But anyway, um, this guy's really stupid. No, not, not you. And, you um, have another podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually got good stuff. But no, no, this is a guy I knew a long time ago, and he had just discovered System of a Down, like, two years after Toxicity had come out. Mm. And so he was always playing that CD, and he was looking too deep into lyrics that didn't mean anything, but he thought he was like the smartest guy in the room because he was like, he knew the lyrics to these songs that didn't mean anything. So he was always like, you know, it's not just that one song with the, with the you know, Chop Suey. Is that the name of that song? Uh, but he was also, there's all the, all the other songs he was just like reciting. Toxicity. No, no, that, that's another song though. Oh. There's Toxicity, uh, Chop Suey, but he would sing along the words and didn't know what they meant and thought it was something like earth shattering and he was like smarter than you because he was, because he could mumble just like the guy from System of Down. I don't know where I was going with that. BYOB. Is that it? I thought Chop Suey was... I don't like System of Down. Anyway, back to Megadeth. So they brought in Marty Friedman, who was an amazing guitar player, and um, they created this masterpiece of an album called Rust in Peace. And when Dave Mustaine went back in 2004... Is that the one with Symphony of Destruction? (laughs) No. That was two years later. (laughs) This is the one with Inner Sandman. Right, 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 right. (laughs) It's just a tight record. Uh, when Dave went back in 2004 and remixed and remastered all the albums, it ruined this one because he had lost some of the original vocal tracks and either used, on some of the songs, used demo tracks or re-recorded the vocals. And 2004 Dave Mustaine doesn't sound like 1990 Dave Mustaine. Right. And so it just kind of ruined it. Fortunately, I had the original copy, so that's what I've got. I think I these to. were the original... 
the singing on this was original because it's way better than yeah it was only a couple songs where he lost the vocal tracks oh, okay. and that's not one of them yeah so, so. that was re- like his singing back then was really good yeah it was I really mean, for good. the it was it's really different mm-hmm. like it's a very unique sounding voice but he can he can actually kind of sing mm-hmm. especially over his own stuff mm-hmm. so but yeah but that's a that's a great record it's a cover to cover record who's doing the speaking on it like the more speaking less singing is it like the bass player or something well, that's him Oh, he's doing both parts. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just sounds way different. He does his, uses a, a, a vocal thing. Ah, uh, okay. A, a machine. <laughs> a, a auto-tune whammy bar. Yeah. But yeah. Pedal. But yeah, that's him doing like the demonic voice. Mm. But um, but yeah. But that's just such a fast, frenzied song, frenzied song that I really like it. It's, it's way different than a lot of heavy metal that I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of syncopation. Mm-hmm. It's about the notes you don't play. It is. It's really good. I liked it a lot. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I don't think I've listened to the original Rust in Peace, or whatever the first song is. Holy Wars. No, no, no. I mean, like, the first part of this song. Oh, Rust in Peace. Yeah. (laughs) What did you just say? Okay, the first part of Rust in Peace I didn't listen to. Sorry. You listened to the whole song. That was the first part. So what part's Polaris? That's at the end. You know where so it fades in and he goes, Are you sure you're not doing a shag song? <laughs> where he goes, Eradication of Earth's population loves oh, okay. Polaris. That's the Polaris part. I thought it was two different songs. It is, but they're. they're they... It's not. It's one song. I'm calling Dave Mustaine right now. All right, go for it. And he's going to bring Aaron Lewis, and you guys are going to deal with each other. And that's all so there is. You're going to take me in the back and fuck me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I paid for. That's what you're getting. So deal with it. Deal with it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, too late. We're already in there. We're already in this. What are you doing? I'm going to play you the Polaris part. Where he says Polaris? I know that part. So this is Rust in Peace. No, that's that's Polaris. No, Polaris is coming up. This is it. This is, now we're getting to Polaris. It's just an extension of it. You're, you're, you're trying to make it too technical. But he says Polaris before that. So? That's that's Rust in Peace. Okay. Dave Mustaine doesn't know how to write a song in parts and name them appropriately. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Eat your heart out, Roger Waters. <laughs> Ooh, showing on your crazy diamond part one through five. I scratch my hands. Give me a just don't look at me. I like how you have a different shirt but not a different hat for the separate weeks. Well, I mean I wear the same hat a lot. This is my overkill hat. Hashtag overkill. Oh, like uh the Hashtag Wrecking Crew. Overkill, the band that you didn't like. Fuck. I just didn't like that song. Oh, okay. I mean it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was well, called I, I got... called Private Bleeding. <laughs> about a about a girl's first period. In the locker room. <laughs> no, she got to bleed alone. Me. I'm in a private store and I'm bleeding. Me. 
I didn't realize metal bands were so sensitive to yeah. women's issues. <laughs> well, they are. Man, boot control should be provided by the government. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in southern states. I know. All right, let's flip it over. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I did. I do. Okay, yeah. It was the first thing by Megadeth I heard that I enjoyed. I haven't listened to a lot, to be fair. Oh, and I like Symphony of Destruction. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't pitched anything else by them. Mm-mm. I think I really Megadeth. Oh, uh, Tornado of Souls. Yeah, that's on that album. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah. I no. think I got the remastered. Yeah, that, that Tornado of Souls... I think has the resung lyrics, uh, so it's okay. Yeah, it sounds better. The original sounds much. They better. really should have put that song on Twister, though. Yeah, they should have. Instead of that god awful Van Halen song. I like that song. That song sucks. Humans, humans being. Well, the music video really sucks. Oh well, they all were, they were breaking up at that point. They all hated each other then. You didn't know that. I know that everybody in Van Halen hates everybody in Van Halen. We talked about this l- last week. Yeah, when you had a different hat on. Let me tell you, let me tell you about Jesus. Okay. You know what he is to me? <laughs> I can't wait to play that for somebody else. Yeah. Like next week when I go to Mood Rights, I'm playing that for everybody except the black guy at Mood Rights. <laughs> I'm going to play it for the black guy too. I say the, like there's like one that hangs yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, want to go I think you know what really bugs me is how sensitive white people are these days to the point where they're like they're being concerned for people who don't care. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. So when I go do shows, comedy shows downtown, I carnival bark outside. I'm like, hey, and I'll like talk to the people walking by, and mm-hmm. I'll say funny stuff and try to get them to come into the comedy show. It works, you know, sometimes, but most people they're on their way to dinner and they don't want to hear me. But this Irish couple, two Irish couples were walking by and the guy was like, oh, you do comedy? And I was like, yeah, we got a comedy show going on downstairs. He's like, what do you talk about? I was like, mainly talk about black people. And he was like, how does that go over down here? I was like, pretty good. And the doorman, his name's Frank. Me and Frank, we've known each other for a couple weeks now and we've been chatting and stuff. And he comes, he comes out. He's like, uh, he was like, are they going to come in? I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I was, I was telling him, I was like, he asked me what kind of comedy do, and I said, I said I talk about black people a lot, and Frank started laughing. And So if you showed that video to a black guy, they'd probably laugh their ass off. Yeah, they, they think it was hilarious. But then some white person, some scad douche would be like, like, that's offensive, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be going around spreading hate speech like that, man. Mean. I was this uh, carnival barking. I'm like, dude, just scad- take my coffee order and go back. A group of <laughs> scad people were walking by me. And it was a bunch of girls and then like two guys. And mm-hmm. I I was like, they were really chit-chatty until they got up to me. I was like, hey, guys, y'all like stand-up comedy? And then nobody talked. And I was like, oh, what? Y'all got words before, but you ain't got anything to say <laughs> to me? And they uh, they just keep walking. And the guy kind of keeps looking back at me. I was like, y'all like comedy? And I was like, oh, no, y'all are scad kids. That shit's like holy water on your vampire <laughs> blood or whatever. <laughs> and he kept turning around and he kept laughing. I was like, you should ditch them and come to the comedy show. Yeah. You, sound, you seem like fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it when people are like chit chatty until they until I talk to them and then they just they're just silent. I'm like, what? No words for me tonight? That's that generation. They're all just like. I mean, even old people do it. Oh, My, really? The, well, the number one thing. I, well, the number one. <laughs> the number one thing I get back is I'll be like, hey, you guys like stand up comedy? And they say not tonight. And I always shout at them. I'm like, what does that mean? 
You like it every night, but tonight I picked the one night you don't like. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Do you hate art right now, but you'll like art when you're done with dinner? Just don't answer the question that way. Because mm-hmm. I know what they're trying to say, which is we don't want to come tonight. But answer it a different well, way. Because you, you sound you sound we got stupid. plans. Yeah, sounds great. But we sorry, got plans. gotta go get dinner. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, my wife's gotta go douche her cunt out before I fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It smells like Russo's. It's a local joke for you. That is a local joke. For you locals. That's a joke for the one guy who listens to our podcast that listens that lives by Russo's. (laughs) Which I live close to Russo's. Okay. Eh. Do you ever smell it from I meant to ask you that the other day. I live behind Russo's. Really it's right around there. You'll smell it, but even at mood rights, I never smell Mm. it. I only smell it when I walk like by right next to it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's I think they do a good job of They do. Keeping it together mm-hmm. not throwing just straight up fish in the garbage can i don't think they keep it long enough for any fish to be thrown out i don't think they keep no, the fish they, that long i mean they move I, product yeah well they have they have great product we that's we get all of our seafood supplies from is there i kind of want to do it in the order that we pitched them in you want to keep going with your stuff yeah sure yeah what was the second one I gave you? Uh, toxicity by system of a, <laughs> syndrome of a Downs. Syndrome of a Down. Um, I gave you Allison Chains. Wood. Wood. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the second. And yeah, it was the third. Allison, uh, anthrax only. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wood I, question mark. Wood and it's, yeah. Would you, would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> That's exactly what that song is about. Goodbye, horses. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. I gotta get the trinkets out of here so you quit <laughs> fucking with them. <laughs> Why'd you put them out here? You know I'm gonna mess with them for the audience. Oh. Sorry, I need some, I need some for, Hot Wheels car for for Tim <laughs> and and Carlos. He joined today and Black Francis, <laughs> not Car- not the singer for the Pixies, the guy that hangs out at Moonrise. <laughs> Carlos, spicy wiener. He cuts our grass. <laughs> and he pl- plays a god awful rendition of Black Magic Woman. <laughs> Any, anything with his dick. <laughs> Got a Black Magic Woman. <laughs> Allison Chains. Wood question mark. Wood question mark. Uh, this is off their second album, Dirt. <laughs> What's so funny about that? I just like the way you said it. It was so aggressive. It was like the, the opposite of the way that preacher said the N-word. Like, if he said the N-word the way you said dirt, he'd be hung up outside of a church. Yes. So you're like, it's off of their second album, Dirt! <laughs> it's off their third album, Butt Fuck! <laughs> Ass of Polaris. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Their second album, Dirt. <laughs> said it's so aggressive. Why do I show up here every week? Because I pay you. <laughs> pay you in pibbers. <laughs> so this is off their <clears throat> second album, Dirt. This is, uh, I just realized this, this is also their album, Closer. Yes. The song, it was written by Jerry Cantrell, guitarist, co-lead singer. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, the song is actually about their friend Andrew Wood, W O O D, when he died. That's annoying. What? That they just keep having people close to them die. 
I think Jerry's really tired of it. Yeah. Well, no, I just, I mean, just call it wood. W-O-O-D. But there's... There's subtext. There's subtlety. I can't wait to wake up your stuff. You liked my stuff. I haven't said that yet. I know. So you don't know. I'm hedging my bets. You're hedging your bets, and you need to stop. Because you're going you're gonna to get let down, and you're going to be here crying. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, you need Jesus. Yeah. Is Jesus your N-word? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know we, you know what we gotta do. Put it on we shirt. gotta call back uh, uh, Dennis <laughs> and play that song for him. Ask him, yeah. Ask him about that song. Ask me if that's. Then ask him about seeing Zeppelin again. I wanna, I wanna <laughs> see if he can get tickets. I wanna ask I, him I don't about. Think they're touring I kind of want to ask him about Bewitcher. Hey, do you have a phone? Check out Bewitcher real quick. <laughs> what do you think about this music? Oh my God! You know my friend worships the devil. He's like, yeah, Led Zeppelin is just the most evil music I've ever heard. Well then, strap in because we've got a whole <laughs> podcast for you. They're so evil, but what a great show, man! I was tripping and I was. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on so much heroin at the time. Oh my God! Jimmy yeah. Page is a god. I mean, no, God is God, but. But Jimmy Page. He's like Jesus too. <laughs> yeah, and he's my n-word. He's my n-word. <laughs> All right, their friend Wood died. Andrew Wood, he was the lead singer of the band Mother Love Bone. Oh, yeah, you told me about them. Yeah, yeah, they, when he died, two of the members formed Pearl Jam. I've heard of this band. Pearl Jam? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Their album, their album <laughs> Twin, they got all the, the hands going up. That would be their first album, 10? <laughs> yeah, off their first record, 10! <laughs> off their second re- album, Last Kiss. <laughs> Second album, Eleven. That was, is that their second album? No, it was called Versus. Oh, okay. You know why they named their album Ten? Because they had ten members. <laughs> no. Because it, it, uh, it took... It took... <laughs> my mom here to pick me up yet? <laughs> it took... Uh, um, what's the lead singer's name? <laughs> Eddie Vedder. Yeah, it took Eddie Vedder ten takes to nail Alive. <laughs> They're, they used to be called Mookie Blaylock. <laughs> what the fuck did you just call me? That's more offensive than Jesus Christ is my N-word. That's a guy's name. That's There's a basketball player named Mookie Blaylock. That's so racist. Don't fucking I didn't name him. Talk to his parents. His, he's a basketball player named Mookie Blaylock, and they named their band Mookie Blaylock. Oh, like Leonard Skinner. But they were afraid for copyright and whatever. So they changed <laughs> They changed the name, but ten is was Mookie's number. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he played for the Sonics or something. No, I think he played. Uh, actually, I don't know who he played for. I don't keep up with with basketball even thirty years ago. Yeah, you can look it up. But there's like when they play their first shows, they open for Alice in Chains, and you'll look and you'll see the old marquees, and it says Mookie Blaylock and Alice in Chains. Huh. But anyway, I'll let you look that up. Uh, former basketball. Player. Well, yeah, he's retired now. New Jersey Nets, Atlanta Hawks, Golden State Warriors. Okay. So when uh, Andrew Wood died of, of a heroin overdose, accidental heroin overdose, it was literally like right before Mother Love Bone's debut album was going to be released, like like weeks before it was going to be released. So they only have one album? Yeah. And so, they I mean, st- But they still play? Or? Mother Love Bone? Yeah. No. No, no they're done. They became Pearl Jam. Oh, right, right. We, we literally just had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, when we get to episode 20, ask me the questions. Who's Mookie Blaylock? He's the bass player for Pearl Jam. <laughs> That's racist, man. 
You gotta admit, when you say Mookie Blaylock <laughs> the way you say dirt, it sounds offensive. It does sound offensive, but yeah, that's actually an individual's name. I'm not. It's like Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Founder <laughs> like... friend Andrew Wood died. Didn't make it famous. Right. Even though they were going to be huge, they were they were the first big thing coming out of Seattle. So you mean behind Nirvana? Was was before Nirvana? What am I cared about? There Nirvana? wasn't music before Nirvana. <laughs> I worship Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain's my inward. I think there was a video online of a, a a kid wearing a Nirvana shirt, and they told him that Kurt Cobain was dead, and he started crying. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. Blame Courtney. Courtney. Courtney Lovebone. <laughs> Courtney Blaylock. (laughs) Mookie Love. That sounds dirty. That sounds sounds like some Blue Lagoon shit. Some Mookie Love. Yeah. Yeah. Mookie Love Bone. (laughs) But anyway. Mookie Love versus Cowgirl. Sorry. They were really good friends with Andrew Wood. And there was a lot of misrepresentation of like people... Blaming Andrew Wood for for dying, which obviously it was his fault. I'm like shouting at his grave. (laughs) (laughs) You asshole. (laughs) But so Jerry wrote it as kind of a tribute to his buddy and to kind of like, you know, like a a message of like, you don't really know what he was going through. So don't, you can't really, you know, the lyrics are great and there's not much to it lyrically. Yeah. But it's, you know, know me broken by my master. Mm -hmm. Can you teach me on child of love hereafter into the flood again same old trip it was back then so i made a big mistake try to see it once my way i mean it's kind of like a yeah i made a mistake but you got to look at it through my eyes that's cool i like the song a oh lot. it's one of my i like the intro like the the, the drumming yeah i really like the drumming in the intro i love that it's one of my favorite songs that's kind of the theme that i noticed throughout the songs for you is like they all have really interesting percussion going on I love good percussion, even though I can't play. No. But I love it. You know, I can't read. I love good literature. <laughs> I can't read. I've never read the classics, but I can appreciate Moby Dick for what it is. That's about that shark, ain't it? Uh, I like the way the book smells. <laughs> There's a picture, ain't it? Oh, dude. I, I drove, drawed the picture. <laughs> I like Macedon's rendition of it. Yeah, I, I mean, like you don't need to read Moby Dick. Just... Listen sniff the, to, just sniff the book. Just, <laughs> just listen to, what was it, Leviathan. Was yeah. That the, yeah. That's and the album, sniff yeah. the book if you'd like. Call me uh, Blood and Thunder, Call Me Ahab. I know the album. I got two in. Good for me. <laughs> and there's the, I know stuff. And then there's mm. Crack the Sky. Uh, that's the third song. And then it's the Mother Crack Love. the Sky was an album. I know. You know who Sky was? Yeah, it was, his, it, was, uh, it was his sister. Yeah. She, okay. She committed suicide when she was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if she died or she killed herself. Yeah, she committed I mean, suicide. either way, she died. Either way, she's dead. <laughs> we, cool, we saw them. Um, Why didn't you pick Mastodon as your favorite band? What are you, fucking poser? Yeah, I'm a huge poser. I when it comes to Mastodon. I re- I've only listened to Leviathan and Crack the Sky. But I really like Crack the Sky. <laughs> My favorite metal album. Mm. Or one of them. <laughs> I really like it. It's good. I like Mastodon. I like, I like concept stuff. Well, that's fine. I, I, we're, we're talking about me. I like Mastodon, okay? <laughs> and you just need to accept that. Mastodon is my animal. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you getting tired of that joke, strap in because it's going to happen a lot more. I hate to tell you. 
I almost wish we could put that on a t-shirt, but we couldn't get it. We couldn't put it on a t-shirt. If we got a black graphic designer that was cool with it, that's not what I'm worried about. Black producer, and then we got a black best friend. I'm worried about wearing it in public. They all gave us the go ahead. (laughs) It takes three black people. We make Aaron Lewis's my N word shirts. (laughs) I love it. It all comes together. It all comes together. (laughs) My plan. (laughs) He can't be my N word because he'll just leave. Aaron Lewis. (laughs) 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 I gotta gotta get together. I'd be so mad if this doesn't if this doesn't hit the way that I think it will. At this point you build it up too much. I know. Aaron Lewis off of his second album, Fat. together i can't i can't do chick-fil-a like that oh god i feel like i need a fucking percocet (laughs) okay mother love phone or whatever whatever the fuck we were talking about we're talking about the song wood but i'll (laughs) i'll move it along no no no. keep talking i like i like this it's the first time that we're like we're like talking about music that we we both enjoy because yeah. because uh, <laughs> the premise was like our favorite songs by our favorite bands. Right. So that alone gives me way more appreciation than just the random pitches you've been giving me. Mm-hmm. I really like this song a lot. Yeah. It's really cool. I think it's the first thing by Alice in Chains that I've heard. I, I think I've heard this song before, just haven't had a lot of experience with it. Yeah. But I really enjoy this song. I like it more than Rooster. Yeah, it's and a much better song than, than but Rooster. But the Rooster's the one that I know. Right. It's just And then um Discipline. Sorry, that was nine inch nails. Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> but I mean it's just such a like a slow brooding song and then there's like you know, and the title comes from it's a play on, on Andrew Wood's last name and also you know, the 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 last part of the song where it says, If I could, would you? About so I was thinking of it as W O O D for a second. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a play on his name, but it's Wood because he's asking the question: If I could, would you? It's about forgiving and understanding. Why that person ha- oh, if isn't I, around anymore uh, because of the drug. Okay. It sucks that fans are mad at him for dying. 
People will turn on you real fast if you have a drug problem and die. Yeah. Like that guy outside of the pawn shop. <laughs> I, was like, I like, looked up and I was like, Kurt? Like, he was literally dying in front of us. I felt I felt horrible, but I was like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, he might I already have. had to choke a dog out this week. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I mean, last week. Last I, don't week. Wanna... <laughs> I mean, that guy could have had hepatitis, and I'm not getting that again. I'm sorry. I hate to break this to your friend, but... <laughs> not from another <laughs> You still person. have hepatitis. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's... It's and and the cruel irony of that song is when they play it live now, it's a tribute to their lead singer Lane Staley, who also died from a drug overdose. Yeah, so I saw a cool picture of uh, at Lollapalooza in nineteen ninety three was Lane Staley, Lane yeah. Lane Staley. Uh-huh. God, I cannot say it right. Um, uh, Maynard. Uh, Maynard James Keenan Maynard James Keenan um, Les Claypool Les Claypool, thank you I've seen the picture it's an it, awesome, it is an awesome there's picture There's one more uh, It was a chick from uh, Babes in Toyland, uh, Toyland. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah, think of her yeah. name uh, Or the girl, I didn't mean to call her a chick <laughs> That dirty slut from Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> On that Lollapalooza tour when they, got, when they played Atlanta Lane Staley actually came on stage with Tool and, and did a song with him. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen. Or, I forgot what song it was. No, no, but... no. I've, sorry, I've seen the. I've seen Jerry Cantrell play with Primus. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And then the guitarist for Primus comes back on stage. And he's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do now?" <laughs> <laughs> but that was when Tool was was touring for their first like real album, yeah. Undertow. Yeah. But um, and that was actually the last major tour that Allison Chains did when Lane Staley while Lane Staley was still alive. That was in ninety three. Mm-hmm. So they just they rode dirt for like Well Dirt came out in ninety two and they toured all through ninety two, right, ninety three. And he just had a heroin addiction for like ten years before he died. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They released um an EP in ninety four and they didn't tour. Uh they released uh their third album in ninety five they played the Unplugged show and then three more shows opening for Kiss, and that was it. Damn. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of downtime. But back when you could make money off music, so. Well, they couldn't get Lane to... His, at that point, his fiance had died, yeah. and we talked about that. The song died. Yeah. And now, and that was then, a real good day. <laughs> I, <laughs> you're still with us. Yeah. Well, barely, but I'm here. You're here. When, when you know when if something happens, I'm just gonna put your ashes here, and we're gonna still do a podcast. I'll bring my my dog's ashes. Okay, I've got my cat's ashes. I'm gonna go. Never mind. <laughs> go and leave that joke. <laughs> my ex-wife's ashes. I'm just kidding. Her body's soon to be under the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, my first wife. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she was. She was a little bit younger than me. John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> Well played, topical. That was gross. That was it. Kind of made me throw a little bit in my mouth yeah, thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like her. Find it hard to believe you're eleven. <laughs> oh, she was young, right? Was yeah, like yeah. She was like eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. I didn't. Sam realize... knows a lot about it. She's real into crime shit. Mm-hmm. I, th- I didn't realize that, that 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 she had gone missing on like Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Or Sam's Sam's her parents killed her for sure. The yeah the the family covered it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it. So, but anyway. <laughs> So anyway, but that that's pro- that's probably my favorite Alice in Chains song off my favorite Alice in Chains album. 
and I'm a big fan of what's that album again? Dirt, <laughs> dirt, <laughs> fat by Aaron Lewis. <laughs> dirt, because Lane Staley was my inward, still is. In here, man. Right here, always in here, <laughs> next to that clogged artery. Thug right life. Pour some out for my homie. But uh, all right, now we're boarding on offensive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so obviously you liked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're four. You're a child. And a half. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I mean that, and that's uh, like I said, uh, just like Rust in Peace, Dirt is an album that I could still listen to. I could listen to it every day. If I was, if that's one of those desert island records, you know. If you're trapped on a desert island, why would I be trapped on a desert island? Brennan Mitchell in his second album, Clueless. <laughs> You're not talented enough to put out two albums. <laughs> wow. Brennan Mitchell, retard without a cause. <laughs> it was standing there in like a half tucked in shirt. <laughs> Throwing some kind of like gangs on. Gay Dean. <laughs> Third song. James Dean, the best thing to happen to that guy was that he died. Really? Yeah. Same with Jimi Hendrix. Same with Kurt Cobain. Probably not Lance Daly, but... Yeah. That's only because that man sucks. <laughs> you, yeah. What is, what is the song we listened to by them? Isolate? Mm-hmm. Isolate. Erased. To, what are all the words? That's, 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 that's all Two the Two worlds, pray night. Oh. Track listing. I got this on vinyl uh, the other day. I, I pre-ordered it in February, and it how well, old's the record? Well, they re-released it on vinyl. Uh, why? Because it was unavailable. Like, oh, we don't have any other way to make money. <laughs> anyway, I got finally got it in the mail. Nice, uh, and it came with a shirt. Because I brought an extra shirt today. I mean, last week. Yeah. They changed. I like the pictures. I, I went. Like, the, I went the whole week without changing this outfit. I know you really smell. Yeah, All right. you really smell. You smell like a Turkish prison. Sound like I've been hanging outside of a pawn shop eating French fries <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were producing that rap song for that preacher. It's true. It's true. And, his, and his lady, his lady friend. I'm just gonna use the preset on this Casio. What? <laughs> My rhymes are better than Notorious Big. Like, <laughs> okay. You've done no research. <laughs> You're just saying words at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. It's big words. It's big, it's big boy words. All right. So we'll move on to number three. And I know you hate this band. So. Candy by Britney Spears. Or Aaron Carter or whatever. This is Anthrax. The song only. So before... So the only songs of Anthrax's that I've been exposed to are, what's the, like, Caught in a Mosh. <laughs> Caught in a Mosh. Caught in a Mosh. Well, that was self-explanatory. Um, I saw them live. I don't remember any of their set. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I was drinking. I just wasn't enjoying myself. Um, this is not an exit. Did you have one more since between now and then? Yeah, didn't we have one more Anthrax song? I'm trying to think if we did or not. I don't think we did. We it was, didn't. It was this one. This is is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sure? I'm positive. All right. Well, let's just be HIV positive for a second. 
Like Lance Daly. He wasn't HIV positive. He well, was he wasn't hair. HIV negative. That's for damn he was sure. A heroin addict and clinically depressed. Sorry, sorry for your loss. It's going. No, this is not an exit. 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 I'm looking at my cameras to make sure nobody's creeping in my house, other than the people that are supposed to be creeping in my house. <laughs> This is the last time I host furries. <laughs> Furry convention. In my backyard. Oh, you're right. It was another Alice in Chains song. Mm -hmm. Swing on this. That's what I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's the first Anthrax song I've heard that I liked. Awesome. Was it with the, Was it with that Bush guy mm -hmm. singing? Same, same album as uh, from the album Sound of White Noise. Yeah. This yeah. is not an exit. Yeah. Same album. This was the their like comeback hit. This is a great song. James Hetfield... I actually said this was the perfect metal song. It's interesting because this doesn't sound thrash at all. No, th this is when they brought in John Bush, they slowly transitioned to more traditional metal mm. than thrash. And this was traditional just, metal bands being like, like um, any band that's not thrash. I don't know. Uh, late era Metallica, late era Testament, late era Megadeth, late era. Um, oh, like after the transformation. Yeah. Late era, uh, Armin Saint is a traditional metal band. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse so me. So thrash came first. Well, no, but these bands were thrash first. So who's an example of classical, classic, traditional metal then? Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Oh, okay. Traditional metal, just straightforward metal. I got you. Um, you know, like that. Yeah, I, 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 I went around the block to work. So that. between like between like Black Sabbath and the thrash bands. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Traditional heavy metal, yeah. Like Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this. Like Heaven and Hell. I like I like this album. I like this like song. Like Temple of the Dog. <laughs> Are you done? All right. Go ahead. You well, got Jesus one. Christ is my inward. <laughs> you got one it's more. The perfect, you. the perfect metal band. <coughs> James Hetfield once said it was the perfect metal band. <laughs> anyway, so this is the first single off of the revamp Anthrax with John Bush. It's a great song. It's just a good rocking traditional heavy metal song. I just like it. I love keep using that word. I don't think you know what rock means. It means what I'm going to put through your head <laughs> if you don't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but yeah, and I love John Bush's voice, and it's just it's just a good, raw, hard... John Bush from Arm and Saint? Yeah. I'm remembering stuff now. It's like the 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 connection mm -hmm. things in movies, the, yeah. brain, the brain stuff. The brain stuff. You're getting brain stuff. You're getting brain... Yeah, but yeah. But I mean, you know, it's just, uh, just an in-your-face... Rocking tune, and it never to me it never gets old. It has like it. Ha it also has a lot of like intro per per percussion. Yeah, No, I really liked the song a mm -hmm. lot. It was weird because it, like you said, it's it's a transformation kind of thing, and it was interesting because I I think of Anthrax, and I think most people do think of them as like a thrash band, mm -hmm. a different thrash band because they're East Coast. Mm -hmm. but a thrash band nonetheless. And for me, it was like, oh, this is kind of more like, like kind of like after grunge sound. You know what I mean? Like what a lot of 
not like the alt bands, but mm-hmm. like the rock bands that came after grunge sort of started sounding like using more distortion, using yeah. more uh, effects like that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. Yeah. That I'm was... trying to remember what the song sounds like. I'll give you a snipper. Okay. Snipper, snipper. Snipper. Well, I wrote this song for the Christian youth to teach them about the Christian truth. My crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. When he said bigger, I was like, there's no way <laughs> he's going to rhyme that he, where I think he's going to he rhyme. He hard R's the shit out of that word. I was like, no, he's, there's no way he's about to do what I think he's going. And your reaction to that was priceless. <laughs> And he did. And I didn't think I was going to be able to top it, that, but that Aaron Lewis fat bit was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, he went he went all the way. He went in, didn't hold back. He hard hard the shit up. Get to the like the the like the main. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. And that that guitar that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that song. I love that album. And then Metallica wrote. Sunshine of Your Love, the greatest metal album of all time. And it was all over with. Yeah. I heard Metallica actually ripped off... Um, Cream off of their second album. Cream! Cream! <laughs> My pal. Foot, foot! <laughs> Where is he gone? Where is he gone? Foot, 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 foot. That would be the best death metal cover ever. I think I can actually... Okay, I can probably write a fun song for that. We'll put it at the end of this episode. Okay. Let me just Someone... let me just get the let me no no I got it I just gotta kind of get the idea down. Okay. Where is he gone? Where is he gone? Foot 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 foot. Got it. I love it. I'm gonna do it like that uh, that uh, death clock song. Um, face fisted. Mm-hmm. You know when one two three four five six seven eight. I'm gonna do it like that. Foot 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 foot. <laughs> you know the song I'm talking about? I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Somebody I like I like Brandon Pistons. Smalls. I think he's mm-hmm. he's super he's super talented. I like the I like that he can write songs with other genre like many metal genres and people in mind. Mm-hmm. Like he'll do a song that's kind of like Metallica, but then he'll do like a Viking metal esque song, and then mm-hmm. he'll do like a like a grindcore kind of song. I think he's super talented in that yeah. way. He uses a great drummer and and Deathclock, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Gene Hoglund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's got such a heavy metal pedigree anyway. Yeah, I mean, being in Pearl Jam and then in... Uh, the Carpenters. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> the call, the Carpenters, the original metal band. <laughs> I brought this back from last week. You are my sunshine until I kill you. <laughs> a two- See, what that is, it's a two-part song. Uh, they string together and make one song. I am chock full of ADHD cells today. You are chock full of something. You need to get you an N word, buddy. What? <laughs> I mean, I think uh, on the record, Jonathan Humphrey just advocated for the slave trade, just so everybody's clear. Why do you keep taking things out of my hands? I'm not five. <laughs> you, I'm apparently, not you are. It. <laughs> Spin the bottle with my parents. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Sorry. The song Mope last week, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Yeah. The song stuck in your head and you didn't even know it was in there. <laughs> like a lot of things in my head. 
<laughs> tumor. Uh, <laughs> I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. That was a. Ah, I've also seen Family Guy. (laughs) Majority of your content. (laughs) Way to rip off a show that's ripping off another show. You know, it's a circle of life. Not what that song was about. No. Who cares? Circle of life. So, (laughs) Elton John and his second album, Throat. (laughs) Throat. All right. Oh, yeah, only. Sorry, I was thinking this is going to be hey, like... what was this song for you? Like, when did you discover it? When this album came out in 1993, there was a lot of, like, chit-chat and whatnot in the community about how Anthrax was going to return with a different singer who sings in a completely different way than their last singer, Joey Belladonna. And it was just a lot of... And I was already familiar with Armored Saints. I knew what John Bush sounded like. And it was it was a time when a lot of metal bands were starting to because of grunge's influence they were starting to kind of down tune and use distortion and do a little bit, you know, more of this and that to get to to stay in the game so to speak. And you know, Anthrax became like I said a little bit more of a traditional metal band. It's mine now. Would you interrupt me one more time? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, I do apologize. Give me a six hour. Podcast. You gotta like tape my hands together for this. Oh, show, yeah, so I'm hit you, my water like this. Hit you with a stick. But anyway, so when the album came out, just let it drop. <laughs> I'm still using mine. But yeah, when the when the album came out, you jerk. You drink beer only. You know what show this is. I'm going to get you a koozie that says I'd rather be drinking cum. <laughs> this right here is my second beer. <laughs> Sorry, cracked up. I couldn't do it. This is my second beer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, but anyway. Just had a sip, officer. Just a sip, officer. But yeah, but... um, <laughs> We're both bad today. <laughs> we are. We've been in this room for too long. That's, that's, Feels like I mean... For a week. But yeah, but... um. Where was I? Oh yeah, so I, I I test drove the album. I actually liked it, and and this became my favorite era of Anthrax when they got rid of John Bush and brought their original singer Joey Belladonna back. I just I quit listening to them. Was it because they just kind of returned to the same old thing? Well, here, what had happened was things are going great with John Bush um, in like two thousand six or two thousand eight. I can't remember. They wanted to, people were doing like full album shows of old albums. So they wanted to do um, a tour of their Among the Living album, which came out in 1987. So they wanted to get that lineup together and tour. Never mind the people they already have in their band. Mm. They asked them to take a break so that they could tour with their that lineup. Well, that kind of is like a slap in the face. Yeah. So... They toured on that album, and then you know, Joey Belladonna, the, the singer, he he was back out, but um, John Bush didn't want to come back. Hmm. He was like, "Hey, you didn't want me on the you didn't want me on this tour. I I, I got other things I can be doing." Hmm. I mean, because Armand Saint had had gotten back together, he was recording with him, so yeah, he, he was a little, you know, 
a little hurt for that. A little bit of the ego. Well, no, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you're our singer, and we're, we're oh, we're gonna bring our old singer back for a tour because we know we can make more money. It's kind of like I'm gonna fuck my ex girlfriend for a month. <laughs> but it was kind of like that. Yeah. But it was all about money. It wasn't sincerity. It was about they would make more money. And so um, Scotty and ruin another thing. Well, you know that's kind of. But anyway, so he, uh, he almost ruined facial hair for the rest of us. <laughs> I'm going to add him on, on this episode. <laughs> All right. Not even at Anthrax, just at Scotty in. At Scotty in. But. You douchey little troll man. <laughs> they eventually brought uh, Joey Belladonna back because they had brought in another guy, a new singer. I'm putting it down. And System of a town. They, they recorded an album with this new singer and then fired him. Who was that? His, uh, his name was Dan Nelson. So, so hang on. So it was, it was yeah. John Bush, uh-huh. Joey Belladonna. Uh-huh. This guy, uh-huh. and they fire him. Uh-huh. What was his name? Dan Nelson. Dan Nelson, and then they fire him after one album. Well, they didn't even release the album. They fired him, brought back Joey Belladonna, and had Joey Belladonna re resing all the vocals. Why did they even hire that guy? Because no one else wanted the job. <clears throat> they had two ex lead singers that didn't want to join. Oh, okay. So how'd they get Joey Belladonna back <coughs> to like restructure the contract or something? Yeah, because he didn't have anything else going on, I guess. What was he doing in the time he wasn't in Anthrax? He had some. Uh, he had a solo career that was very under the radar, mm. but that's about it. He wasn't really doing much. Okay. So, but yeah, but the Bush era, the John Bush era, not the George W. or George H. W. Bush era, or the the, <laughs> the Bush beer era. <laughs> <laughs> was like I said, it was great. I liked the where they were going with that. How style. many how many albums did they do? Two they, or three? No, they did uh, Sound of White Noise, Stomp Four Four Two. It's a great record. Uh, we've come for you all. Oop oop, miss one. Volume Eight, and then we've come for you all. Okay. So four studio albums. They did a live album, and they did um they went back and re-recorded. Old songs with John Bush. Interesting. They, they, they let the fans pick it out, pick out the songs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it was alive in the studio, so it was really raw and really, like, really cool sounding. Live in the studio. Well, they were they they just they didn't they recorded them in the studio together. Oh, like at the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like splicing it live together. Live tracking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. did live tracking. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's fucking hard to do. Mo- um, Machine Head did that recently hmm. with one of their old albums. The one with the train, I think. I don't know Machine Head very well. Mm-hmm. But I watched a video of them recording, li- live recording it. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like their guitar player. Metallica did that when they when they put out St. Anger. And they brought in, well, I know. And they finally brought in Robert Chigio. You mean the greatest metal album of all time, St. Anger? If that was the, yeah. If you're only talking about if all time is that hour that came out that nothing else was available, then yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying George but, Gigolo or something. <laughs> George Gigolo. Yeah, George Gigolo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, who's that? Who's... He's he's my N-word. <laughs> but yeah, Metallica did that with the St. Anger record, and they recorded, they they did a live in the studio rendition after they brought in their, ba- after they hired Robert Trujillo, their bass player. I don't, I don't know why I think his name is Trujillo. It's true. Hey, true. Me and Trujillo down by the schoolyard. <laughs> it's because he's Mexican and you're a racist. Well, he shouldn't play from Lincoln the guitar then. 
He needs to be your Mexican. He's my wet back. Anyway. <laughs> He'll laugh. I don't care. I'm going to add him. <laughs> at Robert Trujillo. So, he, that was, so St. Anger was the first album he was on? He wasn't on that album. Oh, They hired him after they recorded it. To live tour and stuff? And then he, he was a permanent member after that. Gotcha. Who was, just, who was the bass player on the album? Their producer, Bob Rock. He played bass on that oh, album. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they still couldn't find a bass player. And they had to get that horrible album done. Why did they even do it? So that's what we're going to watch, is them making that album. Yeah, some kind of monster. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But they went through, they started recording, and then Hetfield went into rehab and took, I want to say took 14 months off. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of time wasted. Yeah, because they had... Or not wasted, should I say. Uh They had rented the Presidio... In San Francisco to record. Mm. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so much money. Yeah, they had it rented, and they were gonna. That's where they were gonna record. Yeah. And then they were like, maybe a week into it, maybe not even that much, and Hetfield left and went into rehab and was gone for fourteen months. Did they have to pay the whole time? Uh, I'm not sure how long they stayed in there. Oh, it, it says it in the in the documentary, mm-hmm. but they eventually, you know, and went back and recorded but they were like they were having troubles with each other when jason jason newstead left because he was just tired of it he was the bass player yeah, before bass, the mm-hmm. the okay i mean when you're making that much money and you walk away from a project yeah and you just walk away that means it ain't worth it but he's already said he doesn't have to work again he's he makes enough money from residuals off the black album still damn yeah so damn dude was, yeah. So what what albums was he on? Newstead, yeah, uh, and Justice he, for All. Yeah, okay, that's what I was. Yeah, B- the they, black they album. F- they finally turned his bass parts up in the remasters. Finally, <laughs> well, see, he was in Black Album. He was on um, Load, Reload, and then like any live albums, the Garage Inc. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. Yeah. So well, all you need is the Black Album. No, you need anything but the Black. Well, the Black Album is my own word. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I like that era of Anthrax. I know we've really gone around the playground with this, but I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna enjoy it even more now that we get to talk about me. Can we take a break? Sure. Do you need to? Yeah. Okay. Break. Fine. We'll Back again. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Three, two, two one. All right, sorry, we had a little such technical a difficulty. Sing, such a bad sync clap. That's horrible. So we're we're looking good over there now. <laughs> just just look Bill at O'Reilly it. on his second album, Sexual Assault. <laughs> just yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's okay, fine. okay, okay. New policy. When we leave for breaks. <laughs> I'm just gonna save the episode. Holy shit! So big okay. technical issue. Got it worked out. Print and fix it because it's it's all good. Thank God for for art school. And art all school. That I, all that I learned. Art school that, is your I had word. to. I had to. So okay. So the <laughs> this thing auto backs up. But what it auto backed up to was the the first the episode we did last week. Mm, so mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the break, <laughs> we discovered this mm. is the second take. So act as excited that the meat men liked our Instagram post. That is awesome, Tesco V. Thank you, uh, Tesco V. Um, oh, and. Um, I found 
Uh, I'll put it in the comments section. You can edit it in. I found uh, Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. I found the lead singer's you did? Instagram. So I'll put it in the comments. What is it? Handsome Dick Manitoba. Okay. I, I, I tagged it in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to uh, go ahead and do it. But yeah, thank you, Tesco V. We were talking about... Uh, Wait, so one more time, it's... Handsome underscore Dick underscore Manitoba. Handsome Dick underscore Manitoba. God. Keep going. Okay. Uh, uh, Tesco, uh, thank you so much for liking our posts. We uh, only spoke highly of you. And, of course, the Meat Men. I love the Meat Men. Been a big fan. If you watch the video, hopefully you'll watch the video. Um, and we were just saying how cool it would be. Handsome Dick Manitoba. That's All him. Word. That's him. You sure? I thought you no, said no, 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 no. It's not. Let me see. Oh, that's a poser. Just look in the comment section. Well, uh, I, but now I got to type it into Adam. Oh. It's handsome underscore dick underscore Manitoba. Richard Manitoba? That's him. With the little, that little avatar? That's him. Yeah, that's him. So now we got uh, Manitoba. Yeah, because I looked for Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. Yeah, but I was thinking, because he's a radio, he does a uh, internet radio show now, so I knew he was he was active. But anyway, Tesco, we were talking about how awesome it would be if um, you would... Um, Come on the show, even even via phone. I know you don't want to make the trip down here to Savannah, but where does he live? Um, I'm not really sure. Tesco, you could use a vacation. Come to Savannah. I think he he might still live in. The, I will in buy the a new audio interface to three mic it just to have you on. Awesome. We'll tag him in this episode too. Episode we will. seventeen. Seventeen. But yeah, thank you, Tesco. I uh, I thanked you in the comment section. Of, of that but yeah that, that's awesome. four people liked this post one of them was tesco fucking v one of them How was you and one of them was me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to kermis animates yes yes we shout out designing our logo and not dying and not dying thank you like that you would have ended up like that allison chain song so i tagged him in a story mm -hmm. it's like thank you for designing our logo and i almost put the band parry they have a song called if if i die young and i almost used that. oh wow <laughs> he left uh. it was fine I was like the Bam Perry second album, Dead. <laughs> Daddy, why'd you save that kid's life? So, we've gone through my selections. Bam, bam, bam. Um, now we're getting into good music. Yours, uh, yours were terrible. I didn't like any of them. Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night, cunt lickers. And we'll play the we'll play the end ending the credit ending for the Incredible Hulk. Just that really sad, yeah, that really sad yeah. song. It's amazing what I know and I don't know. It it amazes me daily. But anyway, let's talk about first uh, song, Greens and Blues by Pixies. Let's go. That was a I haven't uh, changed my shirt what, in a week. What a happy song. But go ahead. I was. You think it's sad? Um, it was borderline. Borderline. Like me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, not, but. no, tell me about it. I love, so I discovered, I mean, everybody knows where is my mind. You just kind of, at some point you've been exposed to it in pop culture. My exposure mm -hmm. was Fight Club. I saw that when I was probably 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. I really liked the song, didn't dive into the band. I didn't get into the band till later, maybe like 2011 mm -hmm. 2010 mm -hmm. really like that so this was during the hiatus of mm -hmm. the band and they they've had several weird things you know they they started and i think it was 88 mm -hmm. um 
their first they had a ep but then they actually made their first release which was called come on pilgrim their first full-length album surfer rosa and their second full-length album uh um Doolittle. Doolittle. and uh-huh. i really liked Doolittle. i liked surfer rosa but i really gravitated to Doolittle. They had a couple other releases after that, and in like it was 1991 or 92, they broke up officially. They come back together to 2004 to do a tour. Mm-hmm. I think they released some weird like EPs in that time. They kick Kim Deal back out, and then they they split again, mm-hmm. and then they reform. And this is one of the the songs off of their uh, 2013 release after they reformed called Indie Cindy. Mm-hmm. It's greens and blues, and it caught me right at the right time because I was getting into them. Then they release an album, and I was like, w- "Only the Pixies could come back after a reunion, after a uh, or after a disbanding, and come back stronger than they were mm-hmm. beforehand." And now they have a different, different lead, or uh, sorry, a different bass player. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love this song. I mean, it was it's one of those songs you hear the first time, or that I hear for the first time, and I just I listen to it like. 20 times that day Mm -hmm. and i just i just love everything about it i love how it sounds i love the lyrics i love i've that's what i gravitate towards in pixie's songs is the way they sound and their lyrics that's Mm -hmm. what i love the weirdness i love the the um the dynamic range like Mm -hmm. i love everything about anytime i really like a pixie song i love a pixie song and this is an example of that so that's what this song means to me and Hmm. I never really looked too deep into stuff. I just I really like it. Yeah. And it was like it was good. I'm I'm not really a Pixies fan. Yeah. I don't dislike them and I don't no. dislike their music. I'll say this about their fans, some of them can be really cunty. Mhm. So, I get that. But I'm just, you know, nothing against them. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. But I can hard. I can listen to them. I don't, like I said, I don't dislike them. Nothing against them. I've just they don't connect with me like they connect with you. Yeah. You know, so this was, it was interesting, but um, nothing that really got my gears grinding. Really? Interesting. <laughs> but I mean, it was fun. It was a fun song. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had to give it a thumb, a rated, I'd give it a thumbs up. Yeah. It was just, I'm not a fan of their music. And I've, I, you know, I've been, I was exposed to them many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just, it never, never connected with me, you know. I mean, there's just some bands that just don't connect with you. Yeah, that, that's fine. But, you know, they're a good band. Mm-hmm. and um, Sounds like you're kind of leaning to it the way I was kind of leaning towards the Anthrax song. Probably. Like it's, my, it's my favorite one that I've heard, but mm-hmm. I still don't like, I don't really gravitate towards Anthrax music. Mm, yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But yeah, I just... Fuck you. I'll take my coin and I'll go home. <laughs> yeah. Can you get me around the liquor store? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's right there. You could probably walk. Or I, sorry, roll yourself there. Because <laughs> you're handicapped. <laughs> we just haven't shown anybody Mentally. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but that is awesome that, that, that you have found a band that means that much to you. Because I, I already knew you were a huge Pixies fan. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, you know, keep living that Pixies dream. And yeah. a lot of people, I know a lot of people who... Who do love the Pixies? Yeah. And I get it. I understand. And they're cool. Ba- uh, not obviously not all metalheads like them, but a, mm-hmm. a good number of metalheads. This is a band that they'll listen to because mm-hmm. they they am, you know, they're just interesting, mm-hmm. which I like. I put them. 
they are to you what Mark Lanigan is to me. And the one song I mm. gave you, you didn't like, but there's more better stuff. Maybe, but, but that's like a solo career kind of thing. Like his his scre- Screaming, Screaming Trees. Trees is bigger than he is. Well, like actually, probably. now he's bigger than Screaming really? Trees. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so well, that's kind of an interesting take. But that'd be like if uh, Francis Black and the Catholics were mm-hmm. bigger than Pixies, and I don't think that's ever going to happen, as much as he would like them to. Right. That's the lead singer. I know. He changed his name. His tra- name's Charles yeah. the Fourth. Because he went to about Black Francis, and then when he... Yeah, yeah I knew about Francis, Francis Black, Black and the Catholics. And, mm-hmm. Or Frank Black and the Catholics. So. Yeah, it's Frank Black. Yeah. And then his Pixie's name is Black Francis. Right, which I think is fucking hilarious. Uh, you know Black Fra- Francis is my N-word. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. You know... We came full circle. Uh, the <laughs> interesting thing, I was watching the... So, uh, Kim Deal's sister... Kelly. Shot a... Yeah, from the Breeders... But I, actually, it might not have been that sister. Oh. It might have been. But one of them shot a little behind-the-scenes footage for their 2004 reunion mm-hmm. tour where they went through America, they went through Europe, through Canada. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting getting a look at the Pixies because the core three guys, um, Joey Santiago, Black Francis, and um, David Lovering, mm-hmm. they they don't hate each other, but they just they don't talk like they like behind the the scenes they just they don't engage with each other it's really and it's interesting they're just co-workers yeah and it was it was weird to see that dynamic and then black francis and kim deal really don't like each other and there's always like because she wrote a couple songs in the beginning and then he became more of the primary songwriter Mm -hmm. and then um they had a lot of clashes because you know kim deal would start playing her songs on stage and they weren't in the set list and Mm. Uh, like he threw a guitar at her one time like oh, wow. it was, yeah i mean it was bad blood this was in the first iteration of so the was she fired and is that yeah, what, what caused the back. breeders yeah. to happen yeah because during the the first hiatus the pixies went on the that's when kim deal formed the pixies and interestingly i think it's just such a it's such an odd thing how sometimes bands it's just happenstance mm-hmm. and then they become really successful but so here's a little history so Black Francis and Joey Santiago meet at UMass, which is in Western Massachusetts. And then they they drop out of school and they both just start kind of working blue collar jobs in Boston as they're kind of trying to make this band thing happen. Mm-hmm. They put an ad out in the paper saying um, they need a bass player. They're looking for anybody that likes Peter, Paul, and Mary and Husker Du. And Kim Deal showed up. And mm-hmm. I like Husker Du. Like, I was like, Peter, Paul, and Mary and Husker Du. That's... Yeah. It's an odd. I mean, that's, that's an odd pairing. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, it's Husker Du. Is it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, that was off their second album, Cancer. <laughs> Cancer. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, widely considered one of the first alternative bands. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. What's that uh, album? Arcade. Um, I really like that album. I wish I could remember the name of it Who to prove the, that I like that. Album. Mike Watt. He's the 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 guy that went solo after. Yeah. Husker. Yeah. Husker. Husker um, so they put this ad out and then Kim Deal shows up having never played an instrument. She just liked the sound of the ad. She mm-hmm. hangs out, listens to a couple of their songs and decides that, I mean, this is the only person that answered the ad. So mm-hmm. they, they end up having her in and then they somehow meet David Lovering. But I thought that that connection was odd that just the one person who shows up for this, <laughs> this, this basic, essentially what a Craigslist mm-hmm. post would be. Mm-hmm. And then they form this giant band. Yeah. Uh, but there's this really interesting moment in the documentary that 
I loved and then I realized that I'll never experience despite if I get famous or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So Kim Deal has a giant female fan base. Like females love her. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. And I'm not saying anything bad about that, but there's the, you know, this, the lady who's filming some of this footage, she finds these avid Kim Deal and Pixies fans. Mm -hmm. And there's a girl and she has this book and it's got a reference to the Pixies in it. And she, all she wants to do is meet Kim Deal backstage and give her this book and she and kim deal they meet you know you you see the footage of the girl first and then after the show kim deal comes to this fence Mm -hmm. where the fans and her can kind of interact and this girl was like i really want you to have this book and you know like the girl starts crying and kim deals like like no this is a happy moment kind of thing and she takes the book and she's reading it on the bus later and it it was really interesting Mm, wow yeah and it was just cool to see that interaction and I was like, oh, I'll never have that. Mm -hmm. Like I'll never be a female having an interaction with a female fan in an industry like most dominated by males. And obviously Mm -hmm. we've made strides in that area Mm -hmm. um, as, as musicians and music fans. And I just thought that that was so beautiful. And so, I mean, that was something that she could have, and they wouldn't have filmed it. She could have just tossed it in the garbage. Yeah. 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 But the fact that she held on to it, that means it. And it seemed genuine because she was mm-hmm. like smoking a cigarette out the bus window and like genuinely reading the mm-hmm. book. And the girl had like highlighted some parts. She was like, I mean, she was like 20 pages in. So it was like, mm-hmm. maybe they could have staged it, but I would like to believe that that didn't happen. Probably not. It probably was. But it was cool getting a look into it because at the same time, you know, they're touring around. Kim Deal would get her own bus and like work on breeder stuff hmm. while, you know, touring with them. And Joey Santiago was like, uh, uh, composing a film score at the same time, so he's got his little MacBook and he's do- doing slide guitar on. The- <laughs> I mean, it's, this thing is like from two thousand four. Hmm. They're like mounting webcams to like talk to their families and stuff. Oh it's, wow, cool! Yeah, it's really odd, you know. Yeah. And Black Francis had his family kind of thing, mm-hmm. or Charles. I'll just call him Charles. That's anyway, Charles. Pixies mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's weird knowing that they all like hate each other, kind of. <laughs> Well, that's a, a lot of big bands, though. You, you sure. don't realize until much later that they don't... Or small bands. Even small... Oh. <laughs> I don't yeah. hate them. I just... They hate you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you stole their garbage. Why were you digging through their garbage cans anyway? I was looking for meth. Or what was... <laughs> Fingernails? Yeah. <laughs> Fingernail clippings. Magazines. You were looking for meth? Meth. My second album. Meth. But cool. Awesome. Awesome. But like I said, I mean, it's fun. I mean, like I said, I've, I've been familiar with Bixies for a long, long time. Um, it just doesn't gel with me like it, like it does with you. But Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. But I, I know, and I know, you know, I won't downplay the influence they have had on so many bands that have come after So many them. amazing bands, like Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana. And uh, I think Kid Rock is a big Pixies Probably, fan. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. Aaron My Lewis loves... Buttfucker 9000. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron Lewis, um, he wrote that song outside about the Pixies. Yeah. yeah. No, no, the song he was, is I'm, he I'm was about outside a... Kim Deal's window looking mm-hmm. inside to Kim Deal's mm-hmm. window. But he only got like part of it written and then she wasn't listening and he left. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'll just leave. <laughs> He's like, Yeah. I want you to. Anyway, second song. Um, um okay. what did I what did I even pitch? Fucking Pink Floyd. I'm trying to remember what Oh, song remember it was. a day. Yeah, remember yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Off of albums not up there for some reason. Saucer, Saucer full of full secrets. Of secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, why did they have relics? 
Yeah, just we had this discussion before. Full of secrets. It's like here's a, like or a, metal. Like, they don't have metal. They yeah. have like the, I don't. That's weird. Yeah. It's like having that of all your great albums, and then having your like first iteration of greatest hits artwork mm-hmm. on there. It's like if that was Led Zeppelin and not having like Led Zeppelin four. Yeah. Or Led Zeppelin yeah. three. But, yeah. But having like the song remains the same album cover. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 It'd be just weird. It is. But anyway. So how would you think? I'll kind of say what this song is for me. So obviously the first thing I was exposed to by Pink Floyd was probably another Brick in the Wall part two because that gets radio play Yeah, yeah. pretty consistently on rock stations. Mm-hmm. And so that was probably, and then I got really into the Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the interesting thing with Pink Floyd's fans. I think we all just put aside Dark Side of the Moon and it's like, obviously this is our favorite album. What's your actual favorite album? Right, you know what I right. mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and for you, it's The Wall. Mm-hmm. For me, it's... Um, uh it's different in the different phases of the band yeah but this was the first so i went from dark side of the moon to like piper at the gates of dawn and it was weird that's and it a was big hard. job <laughs> it's hard to digest but i wanted to start where they were and i think it came out in 67 or 69 and their next their next somewhere record, in that ballpark i'm pretty sure it was saucer full of secrets yeah sauce and because i think correct me if i'm wrong but i wasn't saucer the first uh david gilmore album yeah, because um, Sid Barrett only made it through Piper at the Gates of Dawn. He was, was not on, on Saucerful at all? I don't think so. Okay, I wasn't um, sure. Pink Floyd. Uh, let's see. This is pertinent information, so please excuse us looking Yeah, I'm this just up. looking at the discography. Piper uh, was 67, Saucerful was 68. Yes. Okay. All right. That's all we need to know right now. But yeah, there's a lot of there's drama already. It's second like album, but yeah, I'm pretty uh, featuring Sid Barrett. Do 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 do. I realize. Wait, excuse me. I didn't mean to be so yawny. Mental health. David Gilmore joined in '67. Barrett left the band. Okay, so he was on this, but he left the band shortly after recording. Gotcha. So gotcha. before the release. Yeah, um, yeah, I was thinking he was a part of it, but I wasn't. Yeah, so he was involved in the recording process, but he was having real mental health issues. Mm-hmm. He ended up being institutionalized, and mm-hmm. um, so then it went. There was a, there was a photo at one point of all five members at the same time, mm-hmm. and then it went down to a four piece shortly mm-hmm. after that. Um, and that's one of the few bands I can name all members of: so Sid Barrett, David Gilmore, Roger Waters, uh, Nick Mason, and. Uh, Richard Wright. Mm-hmm. That's it. I love this song. It was because it was. I didn't like. I said I didn't really. I pushed Piper to Gates of Dawn kind of away. There's a couple songs yeah. on there that are like like Interstellar Overdrive's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Astronomy Domine was cool, um, but then you get into like Bike. That's their last song. That like why did you? It's like it's you know, a weird album. It's a weird choice. It's, um, yeah. But then I listened to Saucer Full of Secrets. And Remember Days, I think it's the second song on the album. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was like the first time I heard anything like that, like anything psychedelia, um, deep influence like that. And it would just like kind of shaped uh, where I was, what I was listening to musically at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I, I started listening to a lot of those early Pink Floyd records, like Metal and Saucer Full of Secrets, Adam Hart Mother. Um, what was that other? Uma, Uma Guma, but that Uma was like Guma. a compilation thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thing, things before 
their next their next iteration of the band, which I feel like is Dark Side of the Moon and on. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would say like the uh, the second phase, like the third phase is things like Animals and mm-hmm. uh, the Wall. Wish you were here, mm-hmm. kind of era. So, well, I, I I was already familiar with this album and this song, and I love Pink Floyd. This isn't my favorite era of Pink Floyd. Yeah, sure. But I do like what they created with Saucer Full of Secrets. Mm-hmm. It had been a long, long time since I've actually listened to anything from this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I like it. I like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, I like that at any given day, my favorite Pink Floyd album could change. Yeah. And, you know, this would usually be towards the end. I mean, I, I've tried Piper at the Gates of Dawn. You know, we were in college. Somebody got it on CD, and we listened to it for the first time after being Pink Floyd fans. And it's, it's, it's not an easy pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, sure. I don't care how many drugs you're on or not. Sure. On. Yeah. I mean, I think for me it was okay because I was coming from Piper, mm-hmm. and really the only other thing I had listened to at that point was Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. So it was, and I'd never heard music like this before. Yeah. So it was really cool exposure to me. Like I was instantly, mm-hmm. ta- even though it's obviously dated and far removed from well, me, well, yeah. it's cool to like hear music you'd never heard anything yeah. like. And I felt like it was the start of the progression yes, of definitely. what the pink, what Pink Floyd would. Thank God, become. Sid Barrett no longer had influence on it. I mean, it's a shame what happened with with his mental health. Sure, but if if songs kept being written like the majority of songs at off Piper, they mm-hmm. would not have, you know. Gilmore and Waters, I felt like they were a good dual team. Yeah. Because, you know, one either one did the good writing or the other did the good mm-hmm. writing. And they, I think they played off each other. I, I think they didn't like each other at all, like after a while. No, 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 yeah. no. They, the, the egos. Yeah. And, like, for a while it was, like, only David and uh, Nick Mason mm-hmm. could record at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's that always ends up happening. Yep. I mean that happened to Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Is uh um um Bonham uh Bonham and uh Page could record at the same time because they were both heavy drug users and then um Robert Plant and John Paul Jones were trying to get away from that, so they would record at the same time. In fact, John Paul Jones carried that band during like the heavy heroin era. I mean, he yep. he kept that band together. But yep. Anyway, and then he started a band with Dave Grohl. He did, yeah. and uh, Josh Josh Holm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, you know, he's out of work. He needed a job. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I, I like I like the song. I like Saucer Full of Secrets. It's like I said, it's not. It'll never be my favorite Pink Floyd record, mm-hmm. but I can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, and I would say that from that era. Metal's probably my favorite album. Yeah, metal but, to me is a is a very strong album. Right, but just this song was cool because it it's was a great like song. A, it just kind of like opened my eyes. Like, oh, cool! And then you know something like metal has context mm-hmm. instead of just trying to dive into, you know. Well, like all everybody Sam talks about from this album or... is what is that? Let there be more light. I think that's the only. I think it's the first song. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only song anybody ever talks about. When at last the mighty ship <laughs> descended from a point of flame. I mean, it's a good song, but it's like that's like there's other songs on this record. Yeah, there are. It's um, like you know. I really would like to kind of remember 
Don't you remember? I don't, unfortunately. I remember. I'll sing a little Starship for you. Um, Corporal Clegg. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Sasha Full of Secrets is good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jugaband Blue is really weird. Mm-hmm. But then it provides context for things off metal like like Fearless and Echoes and stuff. It's like, oh, they really like out there, spacey, weirdy kind of vibe stuff. Yeah. I love Corporal Clegg. That's such yeah, a cool song. It is. I, and I hadn't heard that it in a while. Then you, pedal part, the and then you played it for me coming home from uh, you know a few weeks ago in the yeah. truck, but it had been a long time since I've heard it. Yeah. So It's a cool album. It's a cool I, record. Yeah. I tend to gravitate towards my comfort point, Floyd zone. Which is The Wall. Well, The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon. Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here, Animals. Uh, when I'm really in the mood, metal goes on and it's... You know, that's like you got to you got to commit to that. Just like the sure. wall, you got to yeah. you got to make a commitment to them. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, that's something we should we should watch the movie. I love for that the Patreon. Movie. I love that movie. Yeah, so I good. love it. Ooh, I need a dirty woman. Ooh, she's gonna suck a dick to get backstage. He. <laughs> 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 Always sucking dick to get backstage <laughs> to Michael Jackson shows. <laughs> Showing that juicy young butthole. <laughs> Last song. And then we'll put it to bed. Okay. Uh, this Train Don't Stop Here Anymore by the great Sir Elton John. Never heard of him. He's a knight or something. Fucking joust champion. Okay. He made music on the side. He uh, he, he dabbled, you know. He da- I think he well, he covered a couple. From hearing this song, he should stick to jousting. <laughs> go ahead. I'm kidding. Go ahead. This is one of the later releases. <laughs> um, you know, he's obviously very well known for his hits in the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, not as well known in the, the 90s and 2000s, I would say. I mean, mainly known for his early hits. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, things like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that awesome cover of Pinball Wizard. So much better than the Who song. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you, th- you don't like it? I don't like that song. Oh, just Pinball Wizard in general. Yeah, that. But his rendition of it's fucking cool. He does a great job. I just don't like that song. Yeah. So it's hard for me to. Sure. No, and I don't. Uh, I do not like the Who version. A better version of a song that I despise. That's fair. But so you know, I really like that song. Story work. Um, um, I'm trying to think of other hits, but you know the one. Saturday night. You know. Um, alligator, crocodile rock. Your song. Alligator, um, alligator cock, crocodile mm. rock. Yeah, your song, huge hit. Um, oh my gosh, I mean, so many. And in like and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and others and others. <laughs> Insert songs here. Yeah, and in the and not in Tiny a, Dancer. Yeah, hold me closer, Tony Danza. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Leave on. Hmm. Um, but this is you know this was I think two thousand five. Yeah. Album yeah. songs from the West Coast. Not a very well known album. By Alton John. I'd never heard of it. Um, but this is a song off of it. And this was so my dad, obviously a big music fan, also mm-hmm. a big pirater off of, of Napster. Um, so he would get all these these albums and he he liked a, he likes a lot of sometimes pretty obscure music. Mm-hmm. He finds stuff and I don't know the story behind him finding this song, but it was one of the first Elton John songs I heard. Oh wow! That wasn't one of the big hits. Oh, oh you know? okay, I got you. And I just instantly fell in love with it. This is my favorite Elton John song by a wide margin. I think it's just because it's so different from those. 
I mean, even the way he sings is a lot lower, and -hmm. I would say like a little bit more soulful, Mm -hmm. and just the subject matter is really deep, and he's obviously known for for really deep subject subject matter, like that song Sugar Bear, it's all about how his friend saved his life when he was going to kill himself Mm -hmm. because he was about to marry another girl, and... You know, so he has really deep subject matter, mm-hmm. but this especially, just like it all kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. I love this song. What'd you think? Honestly, uh, I'll back it up by saying I'm I'm a huge Elton John fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad loves Elton John, and um, I am I like the you know the the popular era of Elton John. I really haven't listened to anything he's done in probably thirty years, twenty five years. Um, this song, and, and it might contradict your opinion of it, I really, really like this song. Mm-hmm. And it had, it, yeah, he sounds more mature. You know, it sounds great. But it, it had a feel to it that reminded me of the era of his music that I liked. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just, it didn't, of course, it doesn't sound like it, but it felt yeah. like that old... 70s and 80s Elton John. It just had that feel to it. Hmm. If that makes sense. It's a really sad song. It kind of reminds me of some of the other sad stuff he did, like Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, mm-hmm. um, Somebody Saved My Life Today, uh, I guess Curtains. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Yeah. Curtains, It, which that is one of my favorite Elton John songs, if mm-hmm. not. And it, it kind of had that Curtains feel, just mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. mature, more grown up. But... um. But yeah, I loved it. I mean, I love Elton John. I didn't know he was still making music like this. I knew for a while he was doing like Disney soundtracks, like The Circle of Life. Yeah. Um, and uh, can you feel <laughs> Yeah. I mean, He's I, obviously known for those, but I would say mainly because of Lion King, probably. Yeah. Uh, they could have been pretty big hits, I would say. I mean, they were they were they were popular. He kind of went went the way of like Phil Collins and yeah, like Tarzan. Mm-hmm. And um. Oh, who's the other musician that got big into Disney hits? Freddie Mercury. No, he's dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Teasing. Uh, who was it? Now, now I'm gonna scratch my head. It was, and I had it on the tip of my tongue just a second ago. Uh, oh, King Diamond. But um, yeah. The Misfits. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I liked it. It it had that. That Elton John feel mm-hmm. that I like, but yeah, it's a great. It's a, it's a really sad song, kind of. Yeah, it's really sad. The it's opening like, line is, "You may not believe it, but I don't believe in miracles anymore." <laughs> yeah, damn. And it's when like, I think about it, I don't believe I ever did for sure. It's like, okay, well, this is we're in for a ride. Buckle up. Like I'm gonna hit pause and go get yeah. the kitchen knives. Yeah, yeah. Just put them in my lap just to no, look make at them. sure I lock them in the gun case. <laughs> yeah. and then pull the gun out. <laughs> But yeah, but no, it was it, uh, that was a beautiful song. Yeah, it's so pretty, and it makes me want to listen to that the rest of the stuff on that album. I remember playing it for um, my girlfriend in Montana at the time. Really liked it, and we tried to show her sister it, and she's like, "It's uh, but it's sad." And it's like, "Yeah, embrace it. This sad songs are good." Yeah, I don't, sad I can't, songs yeah. they say <laughs> so much. That's an Elton John song. Yeah, see, that was eighties Elton. <laughs> Full circle. Circle but of yeah, life. But I, yeah, I, I, if you can't enjoy a sad song every <laughs> once in a while, we can't be friends. Mm-mm. You can't sit with us. Mm-mm. Don't come on this podcast. Mm-mm. Unless you're... Tesco V. You can come on the podcast, even if you don't like sad songs. But I bet you do. He probably you're, does. Because you're a real artist. Yeah. I want to ask him about 
about you know song like sentiments that don't age well in songs. I want to talk to him about that stuff. <laughs> Show us your cock. <laughs> I bet he would too. He probably would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's pretty old now, but he probably would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's singing into a dildo, his second picture <laughs> into, his, into his profile. I love him. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That was that was my favorite. Of the three that you gave me, even though I'm a Pink Floyd fan, mm-hmm. that Elton John, it had the feels. It hit. Yeah. It hit the yeah, feels. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was really good. And I'm glad you liked it. You could feel the years on him That's with such I a song. That's what I like about yeah. is like, you know, you listen to something like Crocodile Rock. He's like two octaves up from this. Mm-hmm. He's got such a high register. And don't get me wrong, I love those songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot. But I mean, even... Uh, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Don't let the sun go down on me. Like I mean, this is like a different L. This is like so many packs of cigarettes and mm-hmm. so and the it's, mature, it's a little, it's older. A, it's not gritty, but it's like it's rougher. Mm-hmm. It's a little mm-hmm. rough around the edges, like his voice. But it's just, it's still so powerful and beautiful. It is. It's it it, it what I'm just staring because I'm thinking. At? I'm just thinking. <laughs> so sometimes I get like thousand yards stare. Charlie, Charlie's in the bushes. Who's, who's who's Charlie? <laughs> Charlie's on first. Char- Charlie's everywhere. But anyway, but and, and like the the subject matter of that song is something that he could pull off later in life, and it sounds genuine. One of the things, and I'm going to throw a weird example out at you: when artists like Elton John and, and anybody else, and they do like a heart wrenching song like that later in their years, it it has a lot more meaning to it. And my favorite example is, I I love Aerosmith, I love old Aerosmith. But their biggest hit off their first album was Dream On. Yeah. And it was a song that I felt like they were too early in their career Mm -hmm. for this to be about them. I mean, it was a song about being way down the road in life. Yeah. I think they jumped the gun on that song. Sure, yeah. That would have been a perfect song to have recorded maybe, you know, of uh, maybe for a permanent vacation, maybe pump. Yeah, maybe too, maybe that's too far. Maybe done with mirrors. If so they if they put that, that on stupid deuces are wild song. <laughs> I went from Holy Moses Mountain. If they put on done with mirrors, I actually have I like that song. I I like deuces are wild. You know you know where it was first released? Uh, Germany. It was released on the Beavis and Butthead Experience. What's that? Is that like Joe Rogan Experience? It was a compilation Shout album. Out to Joe Rogan. I'm gonna tag him. In 1993, <laughs> please like us. Of it was you know because Beavis and Butthead was popular. Yeah. And these bands contributed songs. Aerosmith contributed. Deuces are wild. What did they say about it? Well, they they, they didn't do their thing. They just, like, oh, it, was just oh. it was a CD. It was a compilation oh, CD. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Megadeth did uh, an original 99 Ways to Die," one of my favorite Megadeth songs. Um. Who else was on? I, I, I still have that CD. I have to find it. Patreon. Patreon. But yeah, um, but it was so cool that like these bands like gave a song to you know for the Beavis and Butthead compilation album. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't, share. Didn't Mike Ju- Mike Judge got sued by a band at one point because Beavis and Butthead talked shit about their song was... and their album plummeted, and they Winger. tried to take him to co- court. It was Winger, Winger? Mm-hmm. really. 
Isn't like Beavis and Butthead's like closest friend? Doesn't he always wear a winger shirt? And that's where it was stemmed from. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he tried to show Beavis and Butthead winger or something. Well, he has a winger shirt, and they make fun of him because he's a loser, oh, okay. and he likes winger. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then Mike Judge in court had to be like, "Okay, yeah, it's just or you're suing me because <laughs> because Beavis and Butthead influenced America's musical." decision making like did you know that because of beavis and butthead that's why they have the childproof lighters now really yep no shit that's why that's awesome fire because they they had the end they quit had to quit saying that on the show really they said it on do america a lot well it was a movie they could do it firearms fire (laughs) fire fire. sweet beer and cigarettes but uh firearms this these stupid kids because this because of Beavis and Butthead, they were playing with a lighter in their trailer and burned the trailer down. Well, they needed to go anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of other things that were wrong with this picture, uh, but they had yeah, to yeah, yeah. institute. Like, oh, no, they burned themselves to death. Well, they were also being beaten every day, so <laughs> probably a pretty good wrap up. And why do you have uh, lighters around for kids to play with? I mean, we had them around, but we, I, didn't, I never burned our trailer down. I was so pissed my parents didn't smoke. So fucking mad because a friend of mine's parents smoked and there was so many, like not uh, packs, cartons Mm. just on their their entranceway. We could take packs of cigarettes and nobody fucking noticed. Oh, wow. Because his parents smoked. They had cartons. That That was where I first learned the trick about putting cigarettes in the freezers and then smoking that first one. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a, it hit different, you know. It's different. See, my dad smoked, but he smoked the cheapest cigarettes he could buy. Oh, they were the cheapest. Yeah, super cheap. Oh, I'm gonna tag him right like, here. Like <laughs> Bel Airs, and he smoked menthols. Ooh, Bel Airs, and then like when Basics and GPCs. I had my menthol phase. I would I was smoking like three packs of Newports a day Ugh. between 15 and 16. And he would only buy one pack at a time. Uh, my dad didn't I, buy no cartons of cigarettes. You couldn't even steal one. I didn't. You wouldn't want to. <laughs> oh my god! You're like putting some of your cigarettes in there so he can, <laughs> he can actually enjoy himself. Yeah, but I mean, he had a thing though, and he, and he had. He had told my mom at one point years before I was born, if cigarettes got above 50 cents, he was going to quit smoking. Well, he, he let it get up to a dollar. Mm. And I remember he would Damn, send... Damn, that was a long time ago. He would send me to the store. The cheapest ones you can get for a dollar. Then, then, way back then, like when I was in high school. But he'd send me to the store with a dollar and, and a quarter and say, go get me a, whatever pack of cigarettes you can get for a dollar and a quarter. Make sure they're menthols. Oh, I'd, I'd be able to get him a pack. Not like today. One, need, what's a what's a pack of what's a pack of cigarettes cost these days? Between five and six bucks. No, come on. Yeah. No, not, I'm not talking about your fucking shitty death sticks. Like something like Parliament, something that I would a gentleman. Five for five or six bucks. No. Yeah. Probably like eight dollars, nine dollars. Don't listen to him. When I was in high school, I I got mad the first time I had to pay two dollars for a pack. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yep. And they've jumped up to two dollars. What the government likes, they tell you they don't like cigarettes. They fucking love cigarettes because they can tax you the whole time you're alive, and mm-hmm. then you'll die before you get your social security. That's right. They it's their plan. It. I have a song about that. Well, here, here it go. <laughs> anyway, here, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> that was on the most. That's the only. Uh, so, last episode, last mm-hmm. week. Sorry, at shred, but 
I don't think Wonderwall is though should be considered as one of the worst songs of all time. You can hate it for being overplayed, but it's not a bad sounding song. I mean, I don't like Oasis, so. Well, and that's fine, but like they're playing in time, in key. The recording quality's good. It just shouldn't be in the conversation of like of worst songs of all time. You can hate it because it got oversaturated radio play, but yeah. how many songs are like that and we're not like, oh, it's the worst song of all time? I mean, like a stairway to heaven. Yeah, exactly. Like, why isn't that in the conversation? Because that's FM radio loved loved that song. They probably yeah, still do. Yeah. Oh, they still play it. It's I like, guarantee. Oh my you. god! You know, Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin put out a whole bunch of whole other albums. Hold on, they have other songs. They do that are actually way better than better I don't even, than Stairway. Hot take: I don't like Stairway to Heaven. It's kind of boring. I, it's so fucking boring. Well, you know what? You want to hear something? Led Zeppelin, they don't like that song either. I can't imagine <laughs> why. They didn't really care for it when they recorded it. It was just some long, slow song to throw in, in there. It's so boring. To end side one, so they could pick it back up when side two. So boring. The solo was great. Everybody's like, oh, with the solo. But I got to wait eight minutes to hear it. And the song's boring. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, I, I don't like it at all. They have so many much have better songs. Have you dissected the music in Black Dog? It's crazy. It's a 9-8 time, and they have to, like, fucking move. A, they have to song. move a note over at the end of every sequence. I mean, I, I'm doing a horrible job of explaining it, but it's but I know fucking wild. And that was the opener for 4, and wasn't it? no fucking other drummer in the fucking world could have done what John Bonham did on that song. Oh, he's, he's the only reason that song works. Mm-hmm. He was a maniac. He was a great. Dude. He was an amazing drum player. Yeah, drummer, drum player, a drum guy. <laughs> he, was a, he was the he, best dang drum guy I ever heard. He was the drum man. Puck and pick and pin skins. <laughs> I love Led Zeppelin's second album. Two <laughs> off their second album. Two, I like it. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's Led Zeppelin one, Led Zeppelin two, Led Zeppelin three. three. Then no untitled. Four yeah. didn't even have a title. What do you mean four didn't have a title? They didn't title four. They didn't title four. We okay. just call it that. And then it's House of the Holy. House of the Holy. Um, physical Graffiti. Presence. In Through the Outdoor. Yeah. And then to wrap it up with Coda, which Coda was just leftovers. Ooh. Two minutes ago. Okay. Trish may get cut early. You should have locked up those knives. Trish, Trish is on the podcast and you guys didn't even hey, know. Hey, Trish. Hey, Trish. What well, do you think? What do you think about? What do you think about? Remember a day. She liked it. Oh, oh no, she liked the Elton John song. What did you think about Greens and Blues? I don't think she heard that one. Oh, okay. I played. Um, actually, the only one I played in front of her was um, Elton John because she loves Elton John. So, and I think she liked that song. I think it was. I think it hit. Uh, hit. It, it hit different. <laughs> it hit different. <laughs> it hit different from her. It's like okay, the difference between drinking this mm-hmm. and drinking out of a garden hose. It hit different. It hit different. This is good. I'm sure Deer Park probably just filled these up in their sink. That's I always think that there's just some asshole in like Southern California filling up bottles in a t- out of a tap, laughing his ass off. Probably. All right, so we want to Deer Piss Springs, 100 percent natural. Anything? Anything we want to chit chat about before we uh, say good night? I don't think so. You got anything? I'm doing another fucking podcast <laughs> after God. this. I feel like I'm glued Woo! to this chair. Let's go. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about that fucking dog story again. Yeah. I want that out there. Put it out there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I need to find that guy to make sure that dog's okay, and then I need to find that girl to make sure she pays that guy money. Mm-hmm. Or just beat her up. I mean, don't hit I women. Do I'm just like, put her in a fucking choke. Yeah, like you did to her dog. Money. By the way, okay, just real quick thing. So we were watching a SCAD, one of the SCAD senior submissions. That's the thing for film students is they have a they, – they don't write a thesis. Mm-hmm. They, they do a film, like a five-minute film. Mm-hmm. And in this one we were looking at for – like – this this guy gets choked like this, mm-hmm. but it's just with the guy's one hand. Mm-hmm. Like he puts, I don't know how he got put on the ground, but he's like he's kneeling down, and this guy comes up behind him and chokes him like this. And I was like, they need a tech advisor on that because you ain't getting <laughs> choked out like that. Because if that happens to you, you just grab that dude's arm and. Just... Do you think a scad kid knows how to choke somebody? But out? that's what's annoying to me is all these scad kids want to make military movies and fucking have some forms of fighting in there and it's never accurate and it's fucking so there's a there's this other movie i worked on and it was a military movie mm-hmm. and the whole thing is they find they find a baby and they have to take care of it and the enemy gets close so they have to kill it and it's like oh they they're in they're in a wood line mm-hmm. in a barn they decide the position is too exposed <laughs> so they go into the field and they dig a hole yeah, and they're makes... in a hole. In a field. Yes. Instead and the of... enemy walks by them. Like nobody, no other soldier, trained combat specialist is like, hey, there's a fucking hole over there. <laughs> they're like, we can't defend the barn. Why? <coughs> You're in the woods. Yeah. What are you talking about? And I get it if you want to be away from a structure because that's an obvious place to check, but... So you move to the middle of a field, you and you m- dig a hole. And that was the thing is they so they like, it's like late afternoon. Mm-hmm. One of the lines is it'll be dark soon. They dig like an eight foot fucking hole in that time <laughs> that fits like eight dudes. <laughs> Like you dug like okay, y'all brought an excavator on set because these <laughs> motherfuckers didn't dig an eight foot by eight foot fuck eight by eight foot hole. Yeah. It, with <laughs> trenching tools. Like, get the fuck out of here. Scad kids need technical advisors on things. They do. <sighs> I get so mad about scad movies. It's ridiculous. I get it. I get it. You're living your dream. Until you go work for Starbucks or whatever. <laughs> well, or let's, official uh, guys of Savannah. <laughs> let's do, uh, let's do this, uh, this favorite songs thing again. Yeah, for sure. We'll do it at episode 69. (laughs) Good night.